Is this gonna be cut? No. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> oh, let's do her. It's fucking game day. Game day. Let's drink beer, spark it, and have no fear because the Hawks, the Hawks. are gonna win today. Let's black out and rage, it's fucking game day. Let's drink beer, spark sick, and have no fear because the Hawks, the Hawks, are gonna win today. Let's black out and rage. After the game when we're all tore up, I will meet at Mickey's, drunk as fuck. Hey! Order a car bomb, call it a night. Go home, get as high as a kite Because it's game day Let's drink beer, spark a cig And have no fear because the Hawks The Hawks Are gonna win today That's black out and rage It's fucking game day Welcome in Iowa Hawkeye fans to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report I'm Luke Myers, we got Joey and Stin here tonight as well but it's football season, so we got the 24-7 boys here as well. Sean Bach and David Eicholt. Fellas, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks for having a couple of vultures. Really yeah, appreciate it. A couple it. of vultures, yeah. <laughs> some not real journalists. <laughs> it's good to have a scumbag on, the, yeah, uh, on sure. the podcast every now and again. We did have a Michigan State fan last year one time, though. You remember that? Yeah, yeah so barely. You guys just like... Really? I would say pull him out with tailgate, but then I realized there's no like tailgates that were going on last no, year. No, I actually knew him through Student Union Sports. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. So that's kind of. Thought you were just like in front of your house, just like waving people down. Who wants to come on a podcast? <laughs> Everybody no. get over Let's here. Let's go. Actually, the, the, I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah, the premise of the podcast was on game days, we would go around to tailgates right. and talk to fans and ask them trivia questions and shit like that. Oh, okay. That's so it started out as like a YouTube series. <laughs> yeah. We got some good vintage clips there. But, yeah. We went to the uh, Iowa State tailgate in 2015. Oh it was when like big hurricanes were happening. Like We were asking people what their favorite hurricane was. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> some oh, people I took. I can imagine why they didn't go one. over that. Well. Supervision was not there. So, some people took it a lot better than others. You guys, you guys would be canceled in this if it was if that was this year. You yeah. guys would be done. I mean, yeah. CBS Interactive <laughs> and twenty four seven Sports and Hawkeye Insider does not condone asking people <laughs> what their favorite hurricane is. They do think it's funny though. Um, <laughs> I was I was younger. I've grown as a person since then. Um, you know, I'd like to be think think that I won't be judged on the actions of my adolescence. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like I mentioned, it's uh, it's the football pre- preview show. It's been a long time coming. We got screwed out of two games last year and only had an eight-game season. Looked really good down the stretch. And I want to start with the player who probably most Big Ten or Iowa fans dislike the most or criticize the most, and it's my man, Spencer Petrus. Now, I've been defending him so much over the last year and a half because – I said last season there wasn't really an off-season program. Season started late. It kind of got thrown at him late. Uh, after the first – I saw a tweet in his first four games versus last four games were basically completely different night and day. Do, what do you guys think? Did, that certainly affected him, right? Yeah. I think I thought it was really interesting. Kirk mentioned at Big or, uh, Iowa Media Day last week that, you know, Spencer was quarantined for 30 days last off season. Yep. And that was kind of like, whoa, like we never heard about that. Like, you know, you you hear about guys getting quarantined here and there, but you're like, 
Spencer Petrus getting quarantined. Like, that's the starting quarterback. Like, that's big, especially for going into your first year as a starting quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I think definitely the first couple games, I think there was some truth to, you know, the struggles with, I mean, Purdue. I think that was kind of maybe – Brian. <laughs> oh, no. Northwestern oh, no, sorry, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. Northwestern. Northwestern, Northwestern was a good defense, though. My like the thing about the Northwestern game though was Iowa had that game. Oh, I mean they were up seventeen right. zero. You thought it was over, but like Spencer made a couple. I think that's when you really saw that lack of offseason preparation, lack of pocket presence and comfort in the pocket. Really, because he had a couple just throws where you're sitting there like, look, I don't have your vision, but like, wh- where are you looking right now? But also they were up seventeen nothing. Yeah, and they threw the ball fifty three times. Yep. Yeah, I will never ever that, forget that. That I was looking at that. Because I, I actually wasn't there for the Northwestern game. I was um, at Clemson that weekend for visiting a couple of my buddies, so I didn't watch the game until a few weeks later. And I did a stat. I was looking at stats this offseason. It was like Petrus's first two games, I think he threw a combined like 87 or 89 passes. That number could be off by nose in the big 80s. Ten. And then, you know, the next four games, he had like next four or five games, he had like the same amount of pass attempts, yeah, just, which was just absolutely insane to me. It seems – odd because it's like it goes against Iowa's identity as a football yeah. team like you're generally speaking run first and then you know coming into a COVID season with lack of like normal preparation to throw the ball as often as we did especially when you consider like that we had Tyler Goodson who ended up being right. the first team all big yep. 10 it just it's kind of mind-boggling that that's how we decided to attack the first two games it, it was very much reminiscent of the Penn State game when when Nate Stanley when he went like 14 of what no, no, he was like 20 at, of at 48. Yeah, yeah, it was like during the rainy weather and all that. Yeah, and all they did was throw. When TJ Hawkinson was wide open by like 50 yards. Yeah, that, that was one. the game. It, am I, I'm either getting Northwestern or Penn State mix-up. Wasn't that the game where they did get the ball down within like the 10-yard line and yeah. then we, there was a missed timeout or a missed signal? We, mi- yeah. he, North, we threw we, an we interception threw in the end from like the two-yard line. Yeah, there was a miscommunication. Instead of taking a timeout, yep. we ended up throwing the pick. Yeah, that was a – that was just a bad game overall. But yeah. you talk about the, uh, the way Iowa wins and losses correlate in this way is if they throw the ball over 40 times, Iowa's in trouble, I even over 30, 35. After the game last year, I went on our social page and put up a video. I said, that after the Northwestern game, I said, like, 53 times is not just – it's just not Iowa football. Like, i not sure – what would you say, 87 times he threw in those first Some, two It was something games. like that. Like, I'm not sure if you could go back in the program's history and find back-to-back games where a quarterback for Iowa threw 87 times. I would take everything Luke says about quarterbacks with a grain of salt, though, because <laughs> he's on the record saying that Kirk Cousins is his quarterback. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a perfectly fine quarterback. Vikings had the 11th best offense in the NFL last year. We're not talking about that. You want though. the Uncle Rico of the NFL at quarterback? <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with any of his stances off the field. But <laughs> hey, yeah. What about his inability to win a game against a team over 500? Hey, uh, two years ago he beat the Saints in the playoffs. Would you like to apologize? But I, I do want to say, last year also <laughs> in the Purdue game, Peters didn't like the running backs didn't do Peters any favors. Sargent fumbled across the fifty, right. and Goodson yep. fumbled inside the yeah. twenty. Yeah, as good as they both were yesterday, yeah, or not yesterday, last year, yeah. That, that, was, that was bad. T- to be fair to Goodson, though, that really wasn't his fault because remember the offensive lineman got blocked into Goodson, and the, the offensive line was the one who actually forced the fumble. Yeah, but he was wrapped up. Like the Purdue defender was on him. It it's a tough call. Like 
because that was when he was going behind him to push him forward, yeah. but like he put his arm underneath him right. like to punch the ball, and that's where even as a – you like the idea from your offensive line, but at the same time there's still a certain technique. Like it's not just run up and hit hit your guy in the back as right. hard as you can. Like there's still a certain technique when you're trying to drive your guy forward. Yeah, but uh, like I said, the second half numbers for Petrus over the first half last year, he started for like something like three, of, three touchdowns to four interceptions or something like that, and then he ended – with four touchdowns and one interception the rest of the way. He, well, you, or, no, you go. Like even Kirk mentioned, he mentioned the Illinois game too, which is where, like, you know, the path was going in a positive direction, but that first half where it was just Not miserable. Like, I think they, I think maybe was that touchdown to Byer in the first half? I'm not going to lie to or you. Or was it Laporta? It was Laporta. Yeah, yeah. That it was, was the Laporta. Only touchdown. Yes, that's right. It was Laporta. Um, I think that was the touchdown then. I think there were a couple plays where he just threw it, like, right at the receiver's feet. And, you know, he just didn't look comfortable. But once that second half came around, like, you know, things started to switch. And, you know, same same thing with the Wisconsin game. Like, I don't remember him being all that great in the first half either. Yeah. Like, maybe he's just second-half quarterback. I don't know. Like, literally yeah. second <laughs> when it comes to games and the season. And, like, does Iowa ever look their best right away? Because, like, no. they haven't played a really – like, it's been Miami, Ohio, Northern Illinois. I think I saw a Tennessee Tech when I was looking up. Like, they, they don't play – Big Ten teams right off the bat ever. Which is why I think Kirk has been not openly nervous about it, but that's why he said, yeah, I don't prefer playing Big Ten opponents right away because, again, that's just the mantra of Iowa yeah. football. And the reality is, I've said this, I don't know how many times, but Iowa has the toughest opening two-week stretch of any team in the country. Oh, easily. Like, yeah. if you take both of them, Indiana, I think, is adequately rated. I'm very curious how they're going to come out this year with all the expectations on them, similar to Iowa State, because I don't know how Iowa State's going to come out this year. They have every reason in the world to think they can be a top five, top seven team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be. No, I mean, they- um, but I mean, you host Indiana, then you have to go travel to Ames, and what's going to be the most hostile and highly anticipated Seahawks <laughs> game of all time? Yeah, and I don't think it's. I think it's uh, without question. Yeah, I. I think that Iowa State will be good. I'm just interested to see if they can live up to the type of expectations that they've never had as a program. And then also just like coming off your best season ever, but in a weird college football environment where there weren't fans, teams didn't have their normal, you know, camps, players were out for COVID, stuff like that. I don't know. That's going to be a hell of a game, but I don't know. I just, I'm not sold on Iowa State because they haven't been there and done it enough to for me to be like okay I'll buy into their preseason. Look hype. at Iowa 2016. Well, see that's after what I was going to say. Yeah. Every time Iowa returns everybody two th- after 2009, 2010, we went 8 and 4 or whatever. 2016 like you mentioned after 2015, disappointed again. Like the, when the expectations are at the highest. To be fair about that, the year they won the Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. I think they still could have even been better, but if they had shot, I mean, that's again a what big. I think that's my biggest what if in program history, even outside of Rick, you know Ricky Sanzi, what happened with him. Oh. Uh, is what if Sean Green had returned for another season with that team? Yeah. I mean, I think they make the national championship, but, okay. or at least they're so number three in the country. I like or to so. say that too, but then you go back and look, and I think it was yeah, no, Texas and Alabama were mm-hmm. undefeated. It would have been it would have been a very interesting call with the way the system had actually played out. The brands would win out. Oh, yeah, I mean that was back in the BCS days, so I mean yeah. they did what they could to protect the mm-hmm. the big guys. Yeah, but uh, I so I guess that transitions next into like you've heard all of the hype around Peaches this this uh, summer and whatnot camp. Is the hype real? I think there's optimism. I think there's definitely optimism with the experience. I think. 
you know, I thought really after the spring game, the way we, or the spring games, the spring open practices, yep. from what we saw, I think there was some belief that like, hey, maybe a guy like Alex Padilla could push him. But I never really got the sense that, okay, like Petrus' job was in trouble, you know? My thing was you can look at the history of Kirk Ferentz quarterbacks, and, like, there's only been one quarterback truly pulled, and that was Jake Christensen in, like, 2006 when Ricky Stanzi took his spot. You could say Jake Rudock lost his job. That was just a whole shit show of a year, though, where Kirk couldn't make up his mind who he wanted to play. Right. So... And I think Petrus is eventually gonna be like a pro, like a face of the program type of quarterback. I think I'm, I'm with you, Luke. I'm higher on him than most people. I think there's reason to be, reasons to be critical, but I think when you take into account last off season, everything that happened, and you know all the quarantine stuff like that, you know every program had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But 30 days plus, like that is absolutely insane. And especially like going into your first year as a starting quarterback. Yeah, and I don't know if I read this right, but. Did he say that he never actually had COVID either? Never he just had COVID. to quarantine that many days because of close contacts? Yeah, never yeah, got COVID. That was like at the beginning of COVID, so it's like everything close contact was – it wasn't like right. this solved. It was – And, you know, like you can use that as an excuse too. Like every team had to deal with it. But I think when you have a starting quarterback that hasn't had any starting experience yet, like barely any game experience, how many passes did he throw before last year? Like – Five or like something like that. I think about eight. Eight, something about that. It was like five of eight or something like that. Yeah, like single digits. Um, The thing that I think it's important to take into account, I like that Sean brought up the number. Uh, People need to keep in mind, though, that was not over spring and summer. That was summer. That was of their seven week program, 30 plus days using quarantine. Like when the season got brought back? Or As in, I think I think it was the combination. Remember, they still had limited summer workouts even before the season got canceled. Which don't get me started on Kevin Warren. Oh, we'll we sit could, the re- we we'll talk the rest of the show we, about. We can't do that at about that. <laughs> let's, um, do, let's do football. Here's what, here, here's what I'll say though is, I think people can knock Petrus for a lot of things. Specifically, the one play that just stands out to me above everything else, and I, I felt bad for him because he got grilled for it on Twitter. He got grilled by the media about it. I think it was against Nebraska when he stood in the pocket, span around for no reason, and then <laughs> threw in a double coverage. And at that point, that's when I looked at him and I'm like okay, there's seriously something mentally blocking his confidence level right now, or there has to be somebody in the room that has to make a push on him. Because if there was going to be a time, that was it. But I think you have to give Petrus a lot of credit for two things. One, his resiliency, because I think he had every reason to quit last year to some extent. Yeah, the team was winning. He was not playing well. The final two games is, I think, what you saw what he has to be mm-hmm. for Iowa to, to win the Big Ten West this year. 65% of his passes complete, completing a couple deep balls, and being and making good decisions. Yeah, a couple of throws were still in too tight of windows, I think. But you also need to take into account this, that when you miss the spring and you miss the summer, even if you're an experienced player but you're not known as a starter, you aren't getting those one caliber reps. You're not getting those 70% of reps they normally be getting. So the timing between him and the receivers was also off. Now that he's had time with these receivers in a full offseason, the timing's without a doubt, I think, going to be better. And I think we saw that when you compare the fall scrimmage and the spring scrimmage. Yeah. And the second thing I think people need to take into account is you can criticize Petrus for a lot of things. I don't think you can criticize his leadership mm. because that kid had every reason to sit up there and immediately spout off, oh, I got quarantined for 30-plus days. Oh, I didn't get a spring. He made no excuses. He said, look, I'm going to evaluate the tape. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to lead the team. And he sat there and took you know, a lot of criticism. And I think the criticism, especially on social media and everything, was amplified 
because of like most things in life, people are super antsy right. because the normalcy of our entire lives has just been mm-hmm. d- distraught for the past 20 and months. You, you guys mentioned it a little, but like, I'm, we're only fans, so we only get to see the videos put up on Twitter and all that stuff. But like, I've noticed in the videos, like he does look confident, or like when he actually has to talk with the camera, he he ain't yeah. afraid of it. He'll come up and say what he has to. You know, it's. I right. think that's a lot different than what we saw a year ago, which I can't blame him. Yeah. I mean, he had never played quarterback at the Division One level, started so. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think I think there will be improvement, but I want to say like I think we should take that first scrimmage that we or the scrimmage we saw this fall or last couple weeks with a grain of salt considering the defense really outplayed the offense for most of the fall from what we've Mm -hmm. heard um and like dominated honestly but i think the offense will get there i think you know petrus is the key i mean that's the cliche that's honestly not even a cliche it's just facts i just have a random question not really relevant to anything (laughs) uh okay if if nate stanley was the quarterback last year yes undefeated okay Undefeated? Is that weird? Yeah. You think so? And they would have won eight I know, last year. Plenty of people I know also ripped on Nate Stanley, and I was a huge Nate Stanley apologist. Oh, I said countless times last offseason, Iowa fans are going to miss I, the hell I, out of Nate Stanley. I have Stanley. one uncle specifically I remember after the Holiday Bowl. Stanley played great. Iowa kicked ass. I said, you are going to miss Nate Stanley next season. Like, remember this moment <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, he was he was one of the best in Iowa history, you could argue. that The thing is, too, Kirk always played the what if. Because remember, he only went in I think one game during his true freshman year, and it burned his red shirt because the red shirt rule didn't yeah, even come into was, effect till the year after. Yeah, that was dumb. Wasn't know. it? It was some back. Oh, I think, uh, I think this. Uh, who was it? See, Beathard, I think got hurt. Yeah, it was and it had was, to go out for like for one a, series, like one yeah. series, and then they brought him in. He burned his red shirt mm-hmm. on that, and I think a lot yeah. of people were just like, "But what do you got? You know, I don't know. Yeah, what's your better option? I don't know. Um, so." Questions about quarterback. So, at least from the outside, it seemed like a lot of fans at least were expecting there to be a you know first string quarterback competition in like this fall practice. And at least from what I've read or kind of seen, it sounds like it's been more of a competition for a second, like between Deuce and Alex. Um, is that kind of the case? And how big is the gap between one and two? If that's kind of what it's morphed into this spring, I'd say it was a pretty open competition. I think Petrus had a grip on it, especially with the way he yeah, ended the season. Back up, back right? up. Back up quarterback. Yeah, so I know, but I'm saying in the springtime, I think it was actually like there was a competition for, you know, it was a competition to see if there actually would be a competition yeah. in fall camp. But if if you're a coach, too, if you're Kirk Ferentz and you're going to address the media, you say, yeah, this guy's our starter. Like, I feel like that's just a weird thing to say. Like, how do you think backups would feel about that? I mean, keep in mind, like, you got to keep, you know, it's yeah, talented quarterback. It's tough. It, like, that's tough love. Like, you know, being a quarterback, being a highly talented recruit like Deuce Hogan, Alex Padilla even, like, he had those offers he had after he got offer, committed. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you got to keep, like, those guys, like, confident in some way. So, I think I think it was more – I think it became more of, yeah, like a backup quarterback competition. I think Padilla has that edge in that because based on the experience mm-hmm. and how Kirk has always said – but I think I've I've always said in my mind, I think a lot of people agree with me that I think the ceiling is much higher for the offense with Deuce Hogan, but I think the floor is much higher with Padilla. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, we, definitely. I've been a big Deuce guy for a, a very long time. Yeah. He's he, got the best arm strength on the team, I think. I love his leadership. I mean Petrus has Petrus does Petrus has the best arm strength. As far as as far as the combination, <laughs> but Deuce Hogan's arm talent, 
I think at least the potential, it's the highest on the team. I think you're going to get more Patty Mahomes-type throws with Deuce Hogan in that's terms true. of being crafty yeah. than you are with Spencer Petras, if that's what you're going for. Who? Then again, I don't think he can move the way Mahomes can at all. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, that's what Deuce I, said during the media days, that my arm's paying for my scholarship, not my legs. <laughs> I mean, there's, is there a- any chance? I mean, who's all in the quarterback room right now? Like, Petrus, so Padilla, Petrus, Hogan, Padilla, Labis. Hogan, Joey Labis. They had a walk-on kid, Jack Sharp, who transferred. And then they have a, they had Connor Capsack. So it's the nope. four scholarship guys. Capsack transferred, Well, too. I know he transferred. I said yeah. they had Oh, him. yeah, had um, So they have the four scholarship guys. Petrus, Padilla, Hogan, Labis. Labis is, he's, I think he'll. He's a freshman. Yes. Yeah. I think he's going to surprise people. I think he's going to be in the, in the talks in a couple years. But I think, yeah, I think the, one of the bigger position battles this fall, like throughout the whole season, I think Padilla and Hogan are battle are going to battle it out. Yeah. And that's that's how it should be. Yeah. Well, yeah, it should be you, those You prefer two. to have a backup quarterback yes. competition as opposed See, to a starter. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like, yeah, you love competition, but I'm sure we'll talk about this later with the offensive line, too, but you would love to have guy, one guy solidify mm-hmm. himself. You want to know who your starter is without a doubt and have competition behind it. Or otherwise, if you're up in the air the whole year, it's not good for anybody. I think it'll be Padilla for the first couple, like six, five or six weeks, and then after that it's going to be fair game. I think, too, just you were talking about what the difference is between one and two. Yeah. I think in the spring games it was very close. I think Pete, after what we watched, at least from what we watched in the fall scrimmage, it's night and day difference, I think, right now, at least from what we saw between Petrus and Padilla. Padilla really struggled. He came on strong in the second half of the scrimmage, but the difference in consistency between Petrus and the other quarterbacks was a mile away. Okay. So is that difference because Petrus took a big step forward or the other guys kind of fell off? I think it's step forward. I think it's encouraging. Yeah. I think you have to take a more optimistic view about it because I think I – think Kirk mentioned that Padilla, like the last week, really last week of spring, really seemed to ascend. Deuce has kind of been like more, I would say, ste- like steady, steady growth, incline, steady, but incline, like, but not like it's not sharp. The trajectory yeah. level is just not what. Yeah. Because I mean, he even said too about what about Padilla that the second half of spring ball, he really started to like really grasp onto everything. It was as like well. the last week, I think he said. Yeah. Was the last week. Um. So that's, I would say Peter's taking a step forward because I th- I think specifically of a couple plays he missed a couple overthrows over the middle, but what I liked at least from what I saw, and it's tough to really take a lot of the away from the scrimmage because Petrus knows he's not going to get hit. Like right. it's a non-contact yeah. scrimmage. Like what happens when you have a 275 pound edge rusher and George Karloftis in your face? I mean, coming up behind you and just absolutely going to lay the hammer on you. Can you still make that? Can you stay in the pocket and make that throw? Right. Yeah. And I think like, that's what Nate Stanley, I think, excelled at, was staying in the pocket, taking a hit, and making a big throw. Well, one of Nate Stanley's favorite, my favorite Nate Stanley Ohio plays State ever, game. where he had the guy wrapped around yep. his leg and he threw a bullet that to Hawk great. in the back. Like, that was, that's gutsiness. I, I will say this about Petrus. The one play that really sticks in my mind, too, and I'm sure we'll talk about the freshman wide receivers in a little bit, but... I think it was like a 40-plus yard, about a 42-yard gain. It's so hard to get these yardage mm-hmm. right in these scrimmages. But I thought he delivered a beautiful ball down the right sideline just out of reach of Riley Moss, who, again, is I think is a very underappreciated corner mm-hmm. on Iowa. I think he takes way too much flack. Just out of reach of Moss right into the arms of Arlen Bruce, and it was a 40-plus yard gain. It was a perfect ball 
and that was not a throw that we saw Petrus make a lot last year. I mean, keep in mind that Petrus only had three 30-plus yard completions last year. I saw that stat today, and I was shocked. Like, I knew that we weren't, like, huge big play on offense, but to only have three, like, 30-plus yard completions for the whole season was, like, shocking to Let's me. That's why I said Nate Stanley, they go eight no. Yeah. Let's think about two of the 30-yard completions. The one was Mir Smith-Marset yeah. in the Wisconsin game. Was there two? There might have been two. I think there was two deep balls in that game. But then what, was, was, the, what was the first one? W- was one of them Reganey? Or am I thinking wrong? Maybe I'm thinking wrong here. I feel like one of them was Laporta. I don't think Laporta got a 30-yard one. I don't know. I might have to go back through the, the, the play log and, <laughs> and think about that. But, yeah, I I came across that stat. I think I think Isaac Trotter, our 24-7 national team, put that stat in an article earlier today. But And, and I think that's where I think Petrus got most of criticism. Like, the interceptions obviously are one thing. I think there were a very num- big number of throws that – probably should have been picked off. I mean, there were a lot, at least one or two times a game where, you yeah. know, I could just imagine Iowa fans, like, looking away and cringing because they saw the throw and they saw, like, the double or triple coverage, and they're like, ah, man. And I think the big problem, too, with Petrus last year was he knew his safety valves, but that's the only place he'd keep his eyes. It was mm-hmm. Goodson and it was Laporta, and that's where he keeps his eyes. Like, Tyrone Tracy, I think, is one of the most talented wide receivers Iowa's had in the past decade. I think he's going to show that this year. He had 14 catches for 154 yards last year. And that, yeah. that, that can't happen with well, that sort of skill set. I, th- I think we only had, what, seven passing touchdowns, I think, all year? I think it was, it was nine. 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 Still, that's – yeah. So, not, it not was – 18 rushing touchdowns. Back to the long receive receptions. Amir Smith-Marset had two of them, and then Tyler Goodson had one. It was Goodson. Was that one, like, just – Michigan a, State ca- game, Was that a catch and run? Or was it like an actual I long was, ball? I think it was a catch and run. I think he had it against Michigan State. That wasn't a very exciting game. What was it, 35 nothing at half no, last year? I will say I was, that was, I was the most excited. That was one of the most I, – I, I wrote this too. This is my post-game column. That was one of the most important wins of the Kirk Ferentz era was oh, that game, I absolutely. think. Absolutely. You start 0-3 after what happened all last offseason. I think if they, if, they, if they did – yeah, if they did start off 0-3, yeah. I think the whole – I don't want to say the program tanks – but yeah. there's a lot of things you that lose are a lot of in buy-in, question. I think at that point, right? Yeah. What do you What are you playing for? You're 0 three. It's an eight game COVID season. You know, no chance of winning the Big Ten. You know, yeah. Um, that game was just awesome though. To just lay in the wood like that, like Iowa doesn't have that type of wins against Big Ten opponents very often. Well, Michigan was Michigan State was coming off that Michigan win too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, obviously, like, Michigan State was not good last year. Yeah. But to just win in the way that they did, it was encouraging for the rest of the season. Yeah, it definitely needed to happen. And definitely needed to win that game. Say this, the two. They averaged, what, 30, 32 points last year? Something like that? highest since 2002. Yeah, and, and they, they had nine passing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 crazy. I know, again, it's only eight games, so I don't want to take out the grain of salt, but that's a little over – Seven points a game coming through the air. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but especially I mean, modern college football. Yeah, but last year it was more like literally all aspects of the like special teams defense. Like everybody was involved last year. Yes, I would argue the special teams was the best aspect of our team last year. I think. I mean, defensive that line defense too. Is, and well, yeah, yeah, the D line secondary was good, but I mean, I don't think there was a single flaw you could point anywhere on our special teams unit. Yeah, I mean, when you have a guy like Terry Roberts who 
just has a nose for the ball like that, that was something special. And I mean, well, maybe kicking was a little bit like I mean, no, I know as much as some people hate to say, Keith Duncan was not. <laughs> <laughs> Luke yeah. has a what? love affair with Keith. I do love yeah, Keith I know. That's why. That's why I was like a little scared to mention. That. <laughs> <laughs> I get out. But like, I feel he had the expectations, which yeah. l- lowered people's thought of how his season was last year. Well, it's the Miller Lite drinkers. I, yeah, it's always Miller Lite drinkers. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I don't have like. I would love to see. I mean. Obviously, we want to focus on. Let's yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, what do we got for the biggest question mark coming up for this season? It could be coach, I think player. This feels pretty unit. obvious yeah. around the board, right? It's defensive line, defensive right? Defensive line. But like, the co- my my concern with that, like, it feels like whenever it looks like we have a depleted defensive line, right. like there's always somebody that. Last year, I mean, key exam- prime example. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, Golston, Nixon, Van Valkenburg. It was. Yeah. I, yeah, I, what do you got? I, you do make like it. Iowa tends to reload at positions better than what a lot of people anticipate. That's one of the great strengths of the program. But at the same time, it's not that difficult to look at this team and be like, defensive line is still the biggest. I don't know what we're gonna get on this team. Like, right. you know what you're getting in all of you know linebackers, defensive secondary, special teams, running back, like quarterback play. You pretty much know you know a couple spots in the offensive line that are maybe whatever. Defensive line, kind of as a whole, there's a lot of parts that are gonna have to come together to be a, a strong unit. And I think you look back at last year's defensive line, you say. All right, yeah, Zach Van Balkenberg. Like, that's a big question mark. Like, no one really knew what he mm-hmm. could do. You have Davion Nixon. The guy had an Alabama offer for a reason coming out of high school. But yeah. no one expected him to be the type of player that he was last year. Jack Heflin was probably the max best defensive tackle last year. And, you know, you knew that he was going to, like, fill a role, clog lanes. And he did that, like, pretty well. Then you have Chauncey Golson, who just, has, just saw a steady increase of production throughout his career. Yeah. But the big question was, how is he going to manage no Epinesa on the other side? Yeah, and you could say Golston was kind of just, like, covered up for a few years because, I mean, look who had, like, yeah. the defensive line was fairly loaded for the most part, and then he got his time to shine, and he really turned into, like, I mean, he's an NFL player. So Right. Say about Nixon, though, too. I mean, obviously nobody would have predicted a Big Ten defensive player of the year, but I think when you talk about years, and, you know, Iowa's lost three defensive line stars over the past three years in each of the years. Everybody knew that Nixon. I, I think any, anybody that really pays close attention to Iowa football knew that Nixon was going to have some sort of big year. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe not to the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but I really, really, yeah. I really think he showed glimpses of that year before, and you saw if he got his conditioning right and he brought that motor every single play, you knew he he had some big time potential. And then obviously, you know Iowa had Epinesa. Like, there's no. Like, yeah, I, I think Y.A. Black could be a special player in the middle. One, he's got to stay healthy. Two, he's got to get the reps. I mean, he just has not had the reps yet. Mm-hmm. And a great defensive tackle always benefits from decent pass rushers on the edge and vice versa. That's why Kelvin Bell preaches versatility, doesn't like labeling guys as defensive tackles or defensive end or edge rushers because he wants them to learn every position to play defensive line. I mean, some of Davion Nixon's biggest plays last year were he, they switched him over mm-hmm. the edge. And then he mauled an offensive tackle or kind of around. <laughs> See, they they weren't ready for that. So I, I think if Joe Evans could turn into that pass rush specialist, and I think he showed some glimpses. I, I think we've seen what he can do. I'm interested. He had, I think he has the second most 
snaps returning on that defensive he, line. Yeah, he, he does. does compared to Zach Van Vol- I, I think Zach Van Valkenburg is the only one that has more. And I'd like to see John Wagner take a step forward. I think yeah. Wagner came in, came to Iowa with a lot of big time offers. I think he show again showed some glimpses, and if he can really string together that motor and that consistency, they don't need guys. They don't need double digit sack guys. They no. need multiple four, four and a half sack caliber guys right. and guys that can consistently bring pressure. And if they can do that, and if the defensive line can be slightly above average, I think you're looking at a very, very special Iowa defense because I think Jack Campbell is going to solidify himself as one of the best linebackers in the nation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned. Evans last week on the podcast. Yeah, so I actually had some notes on him. So he has 189 career snaps, which is second most returning on the defensive line. Career snaps, or is that from last year? That's career snaps. Really? Yeah. Joe Evans. At Iowa. Joe Evans? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more than that. No. Really? Fact check. Well, he had the red shirt, shirt, and then he was the rotational, and then... Uh, the eight-game season. I'm just thinking back to the Northwestern game, though, a couple years ago where it felt like he was out there a yeah. decent amount. Yeah. I um, yeah, but what you were saying about how Iowa doesn't have to have, you know, a double-digit sack guy, that's kind of what, you know, that's how we try to build our off or defensive line anyway, you know. Six- to eight-man rotation, every guy can, you know, do their job well. You don't – it's nice when we have stars like Nixon and Epinesa, but that's not kind of what they're trying to build – <laughs> the room around. <laughs> uh, so that's why bad radio, I, bad radio. Yeah, <laughs> that's a uh, why. Like part of the defensive line is why it's so much of a, a question still because you have yeah. to replace three starters, but then also who are your depth guys going yeah. to be behind the new starters that are coming in? And you know that's valid too because I think that's why Logan Jones being out for at least the first couple games of the season or most of the season is going to hurt them on the interior. Um, and then you got guys like Lucas Van Ness who came in as, you know, a high school hockey player and, like, <laughs> 230 pounds. And now he's at 270, really looks beefed up. Um, you have – who else am I missing? You got Noah Shannon, Lucas Van Ness. I Black. have the depth chart pulled up here. I, can get I, it. I should not be forgetting Louis Stack. Louis Stack, I mean, he's I mean, we'll see. Isaiah Bruce, I think, is more likely to play than him. Yeah. Um, You know, they they got talent on the defensive line. I mean, having a true freshman like Max Llewellyn, the kid from Urbandale. Deontay Craig, too. Deontay Craig, yeah, he could slide inside if he needs to. I think he could could factor in on the interior, which is really, really intriguing. I know Kelvin Bell is super high on him. Um you know, this it's got talent, but as Kirk said, it's just young. Mm-hmm. It's just an experience. And that, the way he said it at Kids Day was kind of like, yeah, like we're young. Like I know we have talent, but we're just like, I know we're an experience. Yeah. And, you know, that that's enough, like, not to be concerned, but just like. You can't simulate in-game reps. Right, right. I mean, you can only do so much in practice till a guy gets out there and you know who can really hang and who. Needs more but time. Hopefully, hopefully, the secondary and the linebacking court can kind of timid while the experience comes. I mean, know, I, mean like I think Justin Jacobs could be a huge. I think he yeah. could be an X factor for the team. I saw that he had an eleven foot broad jump. Yeah, so he's a, he's a freak athletically. Yes, from what I've been reading, and once again, I'm sure you guys can speak more towards it. It sounds like he's quick enough to kind of like to be able to cover. Like in pass coverage, so then Iowa it gives them a lot more flexibility to play from three four or the four two five because he can kind of, 
I'm not going to say that he can play the cash position because he's not, like I'm guessing he's not that quick, but he's good enough so that like if we have to revert to a four-three because of injuries or whatever, we're not going to see much of a drop off in terms of our pass coverage. I mean, it's because it's depending on who they play though too. I mean, that's yeah. the big part. I mean, when they play against quicker receivers, like the reason why they switched the four-two-five in the first place was Wisconsin. I think Danny Davis torched him one year, and then they had KJ Hamler from Penn State torch him because they had a linebacker covering him and. That's Nick just not Neiman. fair. Nick Neiman. Yeah, they, Nick Neiman covering him. And that's, that's, very, that's, 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 that's a pro, that's a pro that's a linebacker. linebacker. But, you know, you're not going to have Nick Neiman, kid from Sycamore, Illinois, guarding K.J. Hamler, who – Yeah. No offense. I mean, Nick Neiman's going to make yeah. – I think he'll he's, have a successful on a career, yeah. but yeah, he's, I'd rather have Justin Jacobs guarding K.J. Hamler. I think the big thing for me is I think I need to see more from Justin in pass coverage because even when you lo- evaluate his high school film, and he was an All-American linebacker, remember that. Uh, 195 pounds. 100, it was 195 pounds, but he specialized at blitzing. He was a blitzer. He, really? g- he, he was a great guy that could get to the quarterback. He could stop the running back line, from behind the line of scrimmage, and that's where I think Phil Parker could get creative with like a Raider package. They could throw Justin yeah. in as a stand-up D end. I mean, there's different things I think you can do with him because he's up to what 242 pounds, like 243 or something he's, like he's that. He's only like 45, 48 pounds since he got on campus. 230, uh, 236, I think, is the exact so that's number. 40, 45 pounds since yeah. he got on campus, and if he and he's kept that same speed from and athleticism from everything that we've been hearing from the coaches and you know from sources. And I think that if he can prove to be that sort of pass coverage guy, I think you really have a hard time debating between just to go with the four two five or the four three because. At the same time, you really want to find a way to keep Dane Belton on yeah. the field because Dane yeah. Belton's one of the biggest X factors of this team yeah. as well. How are you taking anybody out of our starting secondary to put somebody else on the field? Yeah. That's and what's so – oh, no, keep going. I was just going to say, and then you add – like you factor in the fact that we're adding Xavier Williams right. as a you know two-time first-team all-conference Missouri Valley to like add on to the defense that's already absolutely loaded. Mm-hmm. How do you take guys off the field when so- – I, I don't know. That was one of my. I got a question from somebody. They sent me, and they said, "How does the secondary time play out?" Well, even like Xavier Williams, man. Like, you take into account Terry Roberts now too. Like, yeah. I think Kirk has become like a Terry Roberts. I don't know how to say this word. Connoisseur, <laughs> connoisseur. Yeah, a Terry Roberts connoisseur. Yes, yes. He has become like just so. Just how he's talked about like special teams, saying like we've had guys that have made an impact on special teams that have been on that route to becoming, mm-hmm. you know, like a heck of defensive player. And you saw that in the fall camp game too. Like he, he was, was the, the best, best He was the best defensive player in the field. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Two picks. Two picks. Couple One of them they called back. That was a pick though from every from couple couple pass breakups. He was phenomenal. And you know Xavier Williams as well. He's a freak. The thing that hurt him was injuries. Came in with, I, I couldn't tell you the exact injury, but it was something he needed to get cleaned up. And, you know, he got it cleaned up. He got it fixed. But, you know, spring ball, that's huge Yeah. for anyone. Like, so that kind of set him back a bit. But athletically, he's he brings a lot to the table. I would love to see him factor in on special teams. Um, personally, I'd like, I'd like to see him a couple reps maybe at corner. But... I don't know. We'll see what happens. We're very talented. This, yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have. Right. Yeah. But it's like, what do you do with all this talent? You keep have to. You have to keep Jack Kerner on the field at all times well, with yeah. what his resume. 
have to keep Matt Hankins, I think, at all times. Yeah. I think, if anything, you switch around Riley Moss, but I think Riley Moss has the tools that you want in a cornerback, and he has so much experience, What's too. What's he been a starter for is this three his years? years? Yeah. yeah. Well, he started against Minnesota his yeah. freshman year. Yeah, and that's, that's what – he gets a bad rap for that because he had a – Bad game in that Minnesota game. No, he had a bad. No, he had a bad game against the Purdue yeah, game. Was it? Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody had a bad yeah, game right, against right. that Purdue team. Yeah. Minnesota, so, Minnesota's the team that he has like all four his career. Yeah, four yeah. Yep, you're right. Picks. You're right. I had those mixed up. But yeah, everybody. Riley Moss is good, but people still just think of hitting like back to that game his freshman year exactly, when he when yeah. he got cooked, and they're like, oh well, he can't be good, but like he's a three year starter for a reason. Like, do people not remember how bad Desmond King got cooked his freshman year? Literally every single game. And I'm not. And I'm not comparing the two. But like, for yeah. example, I mean, it depends how you bounce back from that. And like, I, again, because Riley doesn't make a lot of the flashy, flashy plays, mm-hmm. people only remember the bad thing. Like Desmond was, I thought, horrible his freshman year. But then you obviously saw what he turned into. But because of all of his picks and because of all his flashy plays, mm-hmm. everybody forgot about his freshman year that yeah. he had. Yeah, and cornerback, it is like such a. I mean, it's tough to judge constantly because right. you can even look at the NFL like one year somebody's really good. Like what happened to Josh Norman? Like it just flips the switch like that. Yeah, so well, and it's just like if you're doing your job really well as a cornerback, like your people don't recognize it that much. But as soon as you get beat like two or three times, it's the only thing somebody like sees about what yeah, you're doing. It's like it's the most thankless position outside the offensive line. I yeah. would say. I would like to personally apologize oh, to boy. a former Iowa. Cornerback. Oh, I think Greg, I might. Greg Maven. I, I yeah, thought you were going to go there. Go say Greg Maven. <laughs> I could not stand Greg Maven at all, but looking back on oh, it. He was matched, you know. He, he, Desmond, Desmond King, King was on was the other side of the side, field, yeah. so, like, obviously people were not picking on Desmond King, so. And Maven was in the NFL for a short while. I don't know if he still is. I think he still is in the NFL. He was with the Niners, I know, for a he short while. He was waived for a while. Oh, he was on the roster. I think he got waived. I don't. I can't remember if he's still on that. Yeah, but Greg, yeah. I doubt you're listening. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'll say this though too. I'm a big Kayvon Merriweather fan. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think Kayvon has I'd very, so. very <laughs> high potential as far as the safety. I mean, again, you look at the experience secondary. Again, you talk about who are you gonna take off field and throw in Williams. I don't think you can take. You can't take off Belton. You yeah. can't take off Hankins. I mean, you can't take off anybody because I think I think Merriweather Merriweather is one of my four breakout picks for the year about yeah. guys who I really think have a chance to be special because athletically, Merriweather is one of the most athletic safeties Iowa's had in, in a long time. He's 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 an absolute freak. Yeah. Well, and all the depth is like it's a good thing because the fact of the matter is injuries are going to happen in football. Like somebody's just going to have to step up at some point. There's it's not realistic to think that all five, you know, yeah, secondary exactly. players are going to start, you know, play every snap this season. Like yep. somebody's going to go down at some point, but that just speaks to the volume of talent that we have behind them that we have to talk about. How do you get these guys enough playing time as opposed to I hope that, you know, a guy doesn't go down. Yeah. But uh all right, we can move on now. Uh, who's the one player you're looking forward to most? Because you guys need some time to think of it, or you just no. I'm go for it if you're right. This one's kind of going to be a little bit of an interesting one. Ivory Kelly Martin. Man, okay. he's the yeah. yeah. I've been saying he's the Jordan Bohannon of the football team. He's been here forever. <laughs> he has. He has he been around for a while. I played. I played. Well, I didn't play football, but we're our. High schools played against each other, and he absolutely burned us junior and senior year. See, I just – I have a bad taste in my mouth 
of, with him because I only have one play distinctly grilled in my mind, and it was against Northwestern in 2018. He had a fumble. It was a freezing cold night, I and he was wearing gonna, sleeves. Yeah. And it was just – man, I hate losing to Northwestern, and that <laughs> play is just grilled right here. Well, what was the thing that Northwestern posted the other day? It's like – we do lose like 14 stars, but we have Pat Fitzgerald. That's true. <laughs> Did you I see that? Did you I see didn't that? see it, but oh I think I do. Oh, I that's that funny. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. Oh, he, yeah. he deserves oh, yeah. so much more credit than what he gets to keeping Northwestern like relevant. as relevant as they are. Because yeah. it's got to be first of all, just like the academic standards to get guys into Northwestern has got to be tough, and just yep. like as a destination, I know that they have that incredible new complex along Lake Michigan. But like, I've been to Ryan Field. It's that place oh, is an absolute. Dude, it's dumb. It's, like it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's got to be. <laughs> it's not good. It's got to be a tough sell to get guys to buy into that program the way that he's able to. Well, speaking of that, I mean, you could say the same thing about Illinois. I mean, well, I've been to Illinois. See, I like their stadium. I think it's unique. I do, but I'm saying there's no, okay. there's just no fan base. The there. thing, the beef it had. Oh, here it is. The, the thing is, though, it's like <laughs> the thing is, I think with Brett Bielema, and I, we won't go down this road too much, but like I think Brett Bielema, people can say whatever they want about his Arkansas tenure. The guy is a big, he was a former Big Ten player. He knows how to win the Big Ten, yeah. and he knows how to recruit Big Ten caliber players. Yeah. Like he's gonna do decent at Illinois, I'm sure. and especially because the effort and the commitment he's putting into his, you know, I won't say home home state, and actually getting Illinois guys on campus and trying to recruit them. That was Lovey's downfalls. He couldn't keep any of the talented kids in the state, and Illinois is absolutely loaded with high school talent. Yeah, I mean, you can look at Iowa's roster even. I mean, there's several. Sam Laporta. Yeah, like, they're from Illinois, but sorry, we're outside right now, so you can probably hear all the cicadas and <laughs> the ambulance that's going by. <laughs> we're right on Melrose, so we I'm live surprised pretty close this is the to first them. ambulance we've gotten. I think it's a fire truck, actually. Ah, what's the difference? So, <laughs> Somebody's house is burning. They're, oh, they might be dying also. <laughs> pour, pour one out. Pour one out. So, David, who's your guy? Sean, think of a defense. Let's go one on offense, one defense, because I can't decide between my two. You know, I think. You know, you got one on defense already? I think Dane Belton could be there. Yeah. I don't know. You've liked Belton for a while, though. Like a long while, I think, haven't you? I thought you mentioned him. A year or two ago on our podcast. I might have. Yeah, but I'll say for offense, I'm going to go with Tyrone Tracy because I think I think Tyler Goodson's a very close second because I think Tyler Goodson for his, you know, he's a all Big Ten first-team running back, but guess who everybody talks about? They talk about Mohamed Ibrahim right. from Minnesota. I think Goodson's one of the most underrated and underappreciated backs. I don't think that's going to be the case at the end of the year. But Tyrone Tracy, I mean, I said earlier, I think Tyrone Tracy is – as far as an overall skill set wise, I think he's one of the most talented wide receivers that I was had in quite some time. If they can find a way to keep him involved in the offense, and if he can sort of keep that confident persona, not and you no, know, because he made last year, like he has head down, and he was getting pissed off because he wasn't getting the ball. And mm-hmm. nope granted, <laughs> granted, rightfully so to some extent, because if you look at his redshirt freshman year, in 36 grabs. I mean, remember Brandon Smith was out for four games. He took over the starting X spot. And he was dynamic from there. He had a, the Wisconsin, the big Wisconsin play that nearly tied the game. If the referee wasn't in the way, yep. Iowa probably ties that game. And I the uh, that catch and run at Northwestern. Northwestern, also. yeah, yep. that same right. year. I mean, that, we won you... that game like seventeen to nothing or whatever. So it's not yeah. like we had a, a huge amount of points, and we were at that game actually. That's why we know Ryan I Fields had done. I was there too, and they had they had like the three. The three guys on him. Yeah, spun, spun, spun out. Like yeah, the guy to the boundary mm-hmm. on the other side. And yeah, that's a hell of a play. 
So I'll, I'll say this though too. I think the league is absolutely loaded with wide receiver talent. Ohio State's absurd. David Bell's David Bell. Well, I mean, David um, Bell fries us. Like, I, he's, he's he's our dad. He, he's the reason. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> our dad. he is. He kills us every. He's, he's the reason why they beat Iowa. I mean, single handedly, the reason. Purdue why they beat is Iowa. just Phil Parker's kryptonite. Like for as great as he is all the yeah. time, I don't. Purdue just has his number. I don't know what it is. Plus, but. like think about Purdue too. Like the way they've downward. Right. Since Jeff Brom, like the first two years that he had, mm-hmm. and since then, but Iowa like can't seem to find a way to get to him. I think that Tracy has the potential if all the stars align i think he could be iowa's first all big 10 wide receiver since 2011 maybe not if, if it's not this year it's gonna be next year because i think he, he he's a big play machine he's fast he's strong i still think he has to clean up the drops i think we've seen that a couple times for those first couple of years but but the potential's there so he reminds me a lot of ism and but do you remember ism's freshman year or his first year playing yeah. He dropped a ton of passes. Well, he admitted it's because he got cocky after the Iowa State game when he caught the, the game-winning game touchdown. touchdown yeah. <laughs> he, he admitted he's like, I got in my own head, and yeah. that was too egotistical. One of the best games I've ever seen. But, that was uh, great. Do you want to pick a defender, too? or Defender, I mean, I kind of, I, I, I really think Kayvon Merriweather, if he can stay healthy, because obviously the good news, I think, for Iowa is that it did not look good in that fall scrimmage when he went down, I thought. I mean, I thought – at least from even other reporters I was talking to. I mean, we kind of thought, we speculated it was a broken, like, we thought something broken. It was, like, collarbone or something. Like, it did not look good. But he came back out of uniform. He was stretching it. And then Kirk said, oh, it's a good. And I think he's been the the practice photos this week. So that's, I think, a big sigh of relief. Um, I, I'm really excited about Kayvon Merriweather, though. And I think if he can stay healthy, just Iowa having that sort of athleticism and that sort of hard-hitting, I, I he. He could be an X factor in that secondary, but you know you could almost go down the line and say right. he's going to be the X factor for the secondary yeah. because of just yeah. how much talent there is there. Sten? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel like an easy answer is to say like Keegan Johnson or Arlen Bruce. Right. Just like everything that I've read about the both. Like first of all, early in the year it was. Keegan Johnson was like he was impressed and he was going to be the guy, and then all of a sudden, it sounds like Arlen Bruce is like on that same kind of just like rocket ship trajectory. So, I think one of those guys is going to be really good. I just Iowa doesn't have true freshmen that see the field that often, especially in like skill position. So, if one of them can break out, that would just be really fun to watch. I think. Well, we're we're thin at wide receiver, kind of. Like, I mean, we lost Smith and Smith Marset, obviously, but. See, I think it's like the defensive line a little bit where you have, like, some inexperienced guys. Like, I think I think Nico, Charlie, Jones, and Tyrone's a really good trio to have. And I think Keegan's going to step in and maybe be, like, the number two or even number three receiver this year. And then you got some, like, inexperienced younger guys, too, that I think are going to be – like, I think Deontay Vines is going to be a pretty good player in due time. I would love to see someone step up at that X position – like Desmond Hudson, Jackson Ritter, Brody Brecht in due time, I think will be the guy for that. There's a lot there's options in the future, but I think this year, yeah, I think you know, I think it's fair to say it's a little bit a little bit thin. You talked about uh Petrus going through the thirty plus days of quarantine. I mean Desmond Hudson last year had three separate times he was quarantined for over two weeks right. early in the season. Yeah. I mean well, that blows. And remember remember when Kirk was hyping up uh Desmond his true freshman year at the Big yeah. Ten network practice? And it's just like where where is he? But he got He's been, been hurt, hurt in quarantine. Yeah. 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 Um 
I'll say this. I, I mean, I, I feel like Sean and I have been almost driving that Keegan Johnson train. <laughs> Just because I, yeah. I really think Keegan, the thing about Keegan that's so impressive, and I think the reason why he fits so well with the Iowa program, why I think he could emerge as a number two or number three option, I think, by the end of the year. Like, I think he's that good. I think the maturity level that he has comes from a big-time football family. He knows how to succeed at that level. He knows what it takes. He's so serious-natured. I mean, Kirk and Kelton both said, like, they struggled to get him out of his shell for, like, the first four months because they couldn't even get him to smile because that's just how (laughs) serious he took his business. He's added on, I think, a lot of good strength. I think we saw his route running. I was That was one of my big question marks was his route running. His straight line speed and route running. I think his hands are there. His route running looked pretty crisp, I thought, in the fall scrimmage. I think he might not be the guy that's a top two or top three receiver as far as receptions this year. I do think Keegan could be a guy that really makes a difference in one or two games this year from big plays. And Arlen Bruce, man, I mean, if you a 24-7 got right. They gave him a fourth star late in the process, and I think he, he's done that, and I think he's earned that. And I think there's – no receiver on Iowa's roster that has the skill set or like the unique style of play as Arlen does on the field. If you don't know who Arlen Bruce is, you should go check out the state championship game from this past year. It, yeah. What do you have? The game-winning touchdown and interception? No, they're. No, was in the semifinals. semifinal against Dallas. They rolled. They rolled way. southeast. He had yeah. a play where in the state championship, and look, every player has bad reps. I mean, Xavier Nuwank was a five-star safety for a reason. Arlen. Arlen cooked him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he beat him. I mean, I, he beat him. I saw X the other day, and I mentioned it to him, and he like is still <laughs> like, still sits in the back it. of his yeah. mind. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he he's forgotten <laughs> about it, but like he's like, yeah, I know. I'm not sure I've ever been excited for two wide receiver freshman wide receivers like this before. I'm both gonna play. I think Brody Brecht eventually too is gonna be okay, very. Okay, here's talented. my question about him though. How long will right. he actually be here? Because he plays baseball too. Well, if you play, if you go to college uh, for baseball, you have to play at least. I think it's three years. Three years. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That's the way the MLB works. So that's works. why it was such a big deal that he decided that he decided yeah. to come to college. Yeah. That's why you don't see like that's why when you see high school prospects get drafted, they're either high school prospects or they're always juniors. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And even if Brody gets drafted after his junior year, like. He, I think he's gonna face that same sort of dilemma unless he gets like first round money. I don't think like yeah, it's just well, well, it's it's the way the kid's wired. Well, and, and the reality is too with nil, if he can actually earn his way onto the field in the next couple of years as a football player, especially you know, given his story and his dual sport, he's gonna be one of the more known athletes I think around yeah, Iowa well, and as far as drawability and marketability. Yeah. It doesn't take a genius to figure out, like, if you have a choice, or maybe not a choice, but a decision to make between, like, football or baseball when you're talking about, like, potential professional career or just making money off it, like, football, MLB is so bad at, like, getting their players out there as opposed to the NFL. Like, the NFL is king when it comes to, like, just football is king when it comes to sports in the United States, like... There's more opportunity there than I think there is in baseball. Not to say that like he could be, you know. Agree. I mean, you can point out Mike. Ninety-five percent people can point out Mike Trout. They yeah. saw him in in a mall. But like that's why I think the MLB is trying to rejuvenate it with. I mean, Otani. But it takes that sort of talent to be able to actually market your athletes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I was told that Otani can't be the face of baseball oh, because yeah. he uh, <laughs> what, because he can't speak from English. The guy who makes ten Steve million dollars from ESPN for yelling. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I hate ESPN. Let's not start on that. <laughs> we would be here for another I, couple it's, hours it's, if we got I, on that train. I genuinely cannot stand them anymore. You a Skip Bayless guy? Oh, God. <laughs> As we mentioned, this was actually mentioned last week, Uncle Dan Patrick's the only guy for me. Yeah, that's he's, fair. He's the best. But, uh, he Shannon, makes cameos. Shannon, not so sharp as uh, I like to call him. I don't know how. Skip. Skip. <laughs> so many of those analysts and TV personalities are just the absolute worst. Like, honestly, Colin Coward, I'll flip him on. Like, I don't mind him. He says a lot of ridiculous shit, but it's like... <laughs> But I, I, I know that they're in the hot takes business. They're not out there yeah. to be like reporters to give you a good like. They're out there because they say something crazy, and then you right. know, me and you are here talking about it. You know, all right. right. So yeah, we don't. That's a totally yeah, different topic. We don't I, 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 I had to say down that road. No, well, I you just tipped me. We didn't even. Get You're welcome. There. We didn't even get there. That's why I do. But uh, that's what vultures do. Yeah, that's what, that's what not real journalists do. But uh, but uh, yeah. So I haven't given mine yet, but. I mean, we were just talking about freshmen. If you have no idea about any of the freshmen on this Iowa team, you should absolutely go look them up because there's top be 25 recruiting class. Yeah. It'll be a very good recruiting class. But uh, um, since since we're just talking about freshmen, maybe I'm going to steal your thunder here a little bit. I don't know, but it's somebody that pops can, into my – Can I just get my one – my person out quick? Sure. No. It was Tyrone Tracy for the third year in a row for me. <laughs> I've, I've been on him. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I've been on him for three years. I, I do love him because – I was surprised they kept they redshirted him his first year because I really thought he could have went in there and, and did some damage. Yeah, and not that he was just, ready, but like you just, just for what the room needed, they needed. You him. talk about his big playability. Right. I mean, he has experience now too. He was behind a couple of good wide receivers. Uh, his numbers in 2019 were really good. You can only think he could expand on that. And now he's the head in the room. All right, Stin, you can take it. Okay, so <laughs> so we were just talking about freshmen or whatever. Uh, how or how or does like. Cooper DeJean factor into this year's team? Is it, you know, just a special teams role? Does he maybe sneak in somewhere? I just, he's so athletic that it seems like he ha- he he will find a spot somewhere. Special teams, I think, is where he could make an impact. I think safety, we got to give him a little bit of time. I haven't heard too much about how he's fair. I know he had a couple nice plays in the fall camp. But I think in due time, he'll be a really good player. I mean, you look at the athleticism. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know the knock on him is, like, Class A, Class 1A yeah. football. Chad Greenway played eight-man. Like, right. if you're good, you're good. Jim it doesn't, did it doesn't matter. That's what I'm right. saying, too. And, like, I, I talked to him a decent amount or, like, a good amount throughout, throughout his recruitment. He said that, you know, a couple big schools hit him up here and there. I think Oregon was one of them that was like, hey, like, do you have any interest or – I don't know if Oklahoma was maybe another one that, like, mentioned it. Virginia wanted him as a quarterback. And it's like, yeah, Virginia, it's kind of an, not necessarily a super relevant ACC yeah. program. But, you know, the quarterback there, they rely on speed. And, you know, if you're getting recruited as a quarterback and a safety, like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think the big knock on him was, yeah, you know, he didn't play the best of competition. But I think just the way he dominated that level – like, you have to look at that and be like, well, oh, my God. Even if you didn't watch his football tape, you could watch his basketball highlights yes. or his track highlights. Yeah. We're on, like, I don't really care it's about track. It's exactly why 24-7 put him as a four-star. It's I mean, because he was a multi-sport athlete like unreal, that. Unreal to it watch. It was insane. Yeah. Just the explosiveness, the power, like, just didn't, how he was able to get off the ground, everything. Did he break the state record for long jump this year? For, at the he state won meet? state. I don't know if he 
broke the record. Yeah. But I can't remember if he broke the record, but Cooper, you're saying, I don't know where you set him in as, like, on defense. Mm-hmm. You just, again, we talk about the safety, the depth of everything. I think he has a chance to be the next starting safety after, like, next year if yeah. he can really him, learn the system. Uh, he needs to put on muscle. He has to put on mass, though, as well. Like, he, for as athletic as he is and for as great of a football player as he is, two things I have to work against him. One, I do believe eight-man football and one-eight football. There are D one and high power five players like that. That's a fact, but there still has to be the time to transition yeah. to transition from that to actual Big Ten football. Yeah. So I think he can do that, and if he can put on the you know I think 50, 10, 15 pounds of muscle, and if he can keep the same speed, I think that's gonna be, he's giving a really really good spot. I don't know if he needs ten to fifteen because he's already two hundred three, two hundred four. Does not look it. But he is it. <laughs> numbers don't lie. Don't, don't, don't look it. He don't look it. I don't know. Have you? If you've ever seen him up close and stand like next to him, like he is physically impressive. He is very like yeah. Okay, <laughs> maybe he can he can add like maybe a few pounds, but like switch the. I weight. don't think I don't think the weight's gonna be the biggest issue. I think you know I think it might just be a reality check once he gets stopped. Yeah, up. I mean that, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, dude, you're an all American from. Small town Iowa, like Cooper's as good as kid, humble, like yeah, he is kid as it gets. But you know, it's different. It's a whole different beast playing in the Big Ten. Doesn't everybody put on a few pounds though in the Iowa program? Pretty much though, like yeah. it will happen. It's been very interesting though watching this year, just what they've been doing with the players' weights. Because I think this year there's only two or three players that are over 300 pounds this year. And well, that's Jeremiah not- Pittman, true freshman defensive lineman, came in at like three oh four. Yeah, Jesus. But well, like he do- he like just looks like he looks like, like a pro player <laughs> physically. Like that's I, I mean, you talk about a field, big dude on the field. He looked like definitely had a little bit of chunk to him. Yeah. Some baby fat still. Yeah, a little bit. I I've seen him up close multiple times because he's from around me back in Illinois. Um, he like just started doing like back exercises this year, so like his posture is better and. Just the way he looks is just better. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the most, like, guys that put, put on the most weights were two rising redshirt freshmen. Yeah. The backs, Brendan Diaz Fernandez and uh, A.J. Lawson. Yeah, they they definitely had to, though. I mean, they were, right. well, I think A.J. Lawson was, what, 155 coming out of high school? Like, no, he, he wasn't that Was light. Brendan that? No. One of them was, like, no. 160. 168, 170 around there. Something like that. All right. We have uh, two other things to talk about before we hit a break. Loving everything. That's how, wait, how long has this podcast been? It's <laughs> been an hour. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Usually we're around probably 50 to an I hour I think 20. usually, yeah, like an hour is usually what we yeah. average. But, but no, that's it's, it's, the, it's football yeah, season preview. Yeah, it's football season. Well, first time in two years. I should have brought, brought, brought more beer. Yeah, I th- there's a couple <laughs> Miller Lights straggling in the in the tailgating fridge in there if you need one, I the think. The ones that are two years old? Hey, alcohol just gets better with age. That's what I've been told. That's true. Yeah. So, uh. It's Miller Lite. You're still in college. You're not that classy He's, yet. <laughs> it's, it's Miller Lite. It can't get exactly. that much worse. Sean, like. are you even 21 yet? I feel yeah. like at this point you're like, Jesus, Luke, what are you trying to do to I'm us? <laughs> I've known Sean since he was like seven. Or I've, what, seven? Freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah, yeah, at least, I'd say. Freshman year, yeah, 18. Yeah, he was 18, so that's good. Uh, but <laughs> Whoa, okay, uh, okay. No, do you guys want to touch on the conference realignment shit? Because there was just the report on Friday that said the Big Ten, ACC, and the Pac-12 That's are going to have an alliance, whatever that means. I think from what I've been told about that and what I've read about it, 
is I don't think that's really going to have much to do with scheduling and stuff. I think there will be down-the-line opportunities for that. But that's more so going to be in when decisions are being made across conferences. Those three are going to vote together just to basically say, screw you, SEC. Yeah. Oh, okay. That so it sense. was like a couple of They're things. not forming one mega conference well, between no, that, like... That's not what I was going for. I was thinking like, so the Big Ten, maybe you get rid of your non-con and then you play two and one well, every year and just alternate. Let, I, need, I, need to, I need to fact check this. But from what I've been told, or at least from what I can remember, I think the Iowa-Iowa State contract is done after 2023 or 2024. If that's the case, Iowa, I think, should dump dump them. And I think, especially if, because Big 12 is going to cease to exist, and if Iowa State can't land a major conference, you dump them and you go after one of the ACC teams, you go after an SEC team, you go after a Pac-12 team. Yeah. Because, yeah. and I'll say this, too, if I and I know Iowa State's going to want this. I mean, they're, I, I think they're going to try to get in the Big 10. The worst thing to happen to Iowa would be Iowa State getting in the Big 10 for more not just from the rivalry aspect as far as revenue goes as far as recruiting goes yeah. it's just more competition it's just more unnecessary stress there's a lot of things that would be really really like Iowa's going to be strongly opposed to adding Iowa State yeah well especially I think recruiting especially because like obviously the Big Ten and Big 12 play very different styles of football but in terms of like how Iowa State plays in the Big 12, it's like the closest to Big 10 that you can be. Like, it's yeah. run the ball, solid defense. Like, they're not air raid. They're not, let's, you know, score 55 and only give up 50. Like, they'd be trying to get the exact same players that Iowa would be trying to get, but now they'd be, you know, the and hypothetically is, they'd be playing in the same conference. And you've seen it in the last couple of recruiting cycles, too. I mean, Iowa State, believe it or not, like, based on past results, has beaten out Iowa for a couple of mm-hmm. and You got fans asking, like, why is this, why that? And, like, yeah, like, Iowa State, like, that's a sexy program right now to a lot of people. Like Matt Campbell's health coach. Matt Campbell, yeah. the way that, you know, the young coaches, like Nathan Shieldhouse, like, that guy was probably yep. my fa- one of my favorite college players of all time when he played at Illinois. And, like, you know, the program, too, like, you know, you can make the Iowa City to Ames argument. It's like... People want to go to a place where, you know, you're going to be on national stage. I'm not saying the Big Ten is not going to be that, but the Big 12, just like, I know it's become falling apart, but that's an appealing style of play to a lot of people. I think so. Well, it showcases it's, it's more right. fun. Exactly. The, it's more fun for the casual fan because you're just seeing points be put on the board as opposed to, like, if you turn, like if you turn on, like, TCU West Virginia, you're probably going to see, like, 80 total points. If you turn yeah. on, like... Wisconsin Northwestern, you might see forty total. Yeah. What I'll say is, go ahead. And there are recruits, and there are recruits that like like the sexy part of like a program. Like mm-hmm. I would say, like yeah, they produce guys, but you know, they're def- there's definitely a lot of hype about that program, and recruits like that. Recruits want to be a part of that, but also there's like Iowa, who you know, yeah, like there's hype about the program, but you know, who who has been more on like. Who's been more talked about from national pundits? Right. Iowa State, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Who has a coach in Matt Campbell who could be a potential NFL guy in a few years? He will be. Matt Campbell. Unless Notre Dame opens up. If, you get, if Notre Dame opens up, he'll go to Notre Dame. So, breaking like, news. <laughs> so, Matt Campbell's like, he's obviously a lot younger than Kirk. He's kind of like the sexy name in college football right now. Right. I've seen some people saying it. I don't know how much stock to put into it. Like, does it hurt Iowa on the recruiting trail because of what Kirk's age is? 
Oh. You're more really, really quick free answer. I want to make one last point about Iowa State going the Big Ten. Is as far as it being bad, is it wouldn't make sense for the Big Ten to actually put them on right. because I don't know what new audience they're really bringing. And I think that's something that's going to be working against them. And it's just like people talk about maybe Kansas getting into the Big Ten as well. That's stupid because Kansas literally right now has a very, very small football fan base. They'd be taking a cut of the revenue while generating literally little to none in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, they have a good basketball program. When you actually take the money into account of how much basketball generates, even the most successful basketball programs, they're still very minimal compared to what even bad Power 5 programs Lance generate. Leopold, the new Kansas coach, strikes me as a guy that wants to make Iowa into or Kansas into an Iowa-type program. Yeah. Model consistent. I mean, you see Brett Belima is – I mean, I don't want to go down this, this <laughs> rabbit hole, but um, he's kind of making it the same way with Iowa. But back – or with Illinois. But back to Iowa State, um, you mentioned the Kirk to age question. You know, I think it applies for some people, but – I feel like it's more just like pro Iowa State being an up-and-coming program and okay. people want to be a part of that. I think that's partly what it is. Um, I know a couple guys before, like Iowa State was the first offer for these kids, and you know that really appeals to them. I know that happened in the 2020 cycle with the running back from Arizona, Eli Sanders, who was down to Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa made it close at the end, but Iowa State sold them on like, hey, Brees Hall. Like, that's yeah. that's big time. Yep. You know, I think Iowa does a good job of selling, like, who they could be. But I also think they – like, who they could be, like, former players or, like, current players. But you don't hear that as much with Iowa as you do with some of these other programs, like, comparing guys. I think it's brought up, but it's more like, okay, we see you being like this, not necessarily this player, but this is how we see you fitting. Like, you have to understand that, you know, you're not – Unless you're an absolute stud, you're not going to come in right away and contribute. And I'm not saying Iowa State, like, sells kids the wrong way. But I think there's a certain appeal to a lot of these recruits of, like, I can join something, like, pretty dang cool that's coming up. And, you know, I think but, a lot of people have had. But how do you sell, how do you sell that now? Because where it, you can't say where the future is of the conference. Like, that's you know, a good, that's that's the million dollar question too with this. That's where it's kind of that. tough. Yeah, that's I haven't heard too much. I'm I was actually gonna talk to our Iowa State guy about that. I should have talked to him a little more about it, but I think that's very that's a very interesting question because I think that's where it's gonna set them, and that's why I think Iowa State's so I don't want to say desperate, but so like wanting to go to the Big Ten. Yeah, I went on a rant last week about Iowa State fans, but <laughs> because. But- yeah, David. I was to say the thing too that about Kirk and the age question is that Kirk has said he's pretty forthright about it, and he tries to take the approach that he's going to mention it to them before they mention it, like to him, mm-hmm. vice versa. But wouldn't you? Do, do, does he ever say like? I would imagine the next hire is going to be one of the current coaches, like the assistants. That's I think the million dollar question. I don't know how many kids actually will ask that. Yeah, and e- I've had recruits ask me about it like a couple yeah. times, and I've kind of just said like, I don't know. <laughs> your ask guess is good. <laughs> yeah, your I mean, guess is good. I, mine. I wish I knew, but I feel like the prevalent thought among the fan base, whether or not it's you know grounded in reality or not, is that whenever Kirk decides to call it quits, Brian will just kind of assume the mantle. But I think that's changed. Not since anymore. Last year. Yeah. I think so too. So I, I will say this though, 
I don't know if this is the case. This could be a very much tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> the, the reality is winning cures everything in sports, mm-hmm. whether it be for the good or bad reasons. I mean, it just that's just the right. landscape that we live in, right? If Iowa goes to, let's say they go to a Rose Bowl, let's say they win multiple Big Ten West titles over the next four or five years, because I think Kirk has solid four or five years left still. Yeah. I do. Well, if Brian's offenses are consistently ranked in the top 30, top 35, top 40, they win a couple Big Ten West titles. Who's going to argue against Brian? Again, I, I know what I, I know how they're going to argue it. Mm-hmm. But fast forward from that point in time, I think there's going to be a very, very legitimate case of people saying that Brian Ferentz should be the next Iowa head coach. Will that happen? I don't know. I think it's also going to depend on who's the athletic director and what their approach to everything is because yeah. who knows how many years Barta still has left. We could do a whole other podcast on that. Yeah, oh, my could. God. So, yeah. But, again, I think that's something to at least keep into account. And I think I also think Kirk feels pressure to stay longer just because he wants his legacy a bit more repaired than yeah. all the stuff that happened after last year. Yeah, but you mentioned the winning. Here's everything. I mean, you look Does. the last three full seasons, eight wins, bull win, nine wins, bull win, ten wins, bull win. So, like, the winning's been there of late. Yeah. Prior to last year, they had the most wins in a five-year span school yeah. history. I think it was 48, and I think yeah. that's 10th. I was like, I think I was 12th in the country in the five-year span. So, yeah. But uh, so. Uh, what else did I have here before we hit the break? Oh, the one bold prediction. So, you want me to run down some of last year's bold predictions? Because oh let me tell you, they were pretty off the cuff. So, <laughs> we, we were very excited for football season when these started rolling. The real question in. was how many beers deep were you and how long was the podcast? How Actually, deep were you in the podcast? Usually, at that point we don't in time? drink beers before the pod or during the podcast because mm, we some don't. of us don't. <laughs> well, no, when we're in person, we do. When we're in person, we do. But when you, we used to do it over Skype and stuff. Fair. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I definitely feel, yeah. But, I, I like that. But, uh, yeah, like, we have an anonymous guest called Space Cowboy, which he sends us his thoughts every week. He doesn't want his identity known. Uh, so, la- <laughs> <laughs> so, last year he said Illinois wins the West. <laughs> right, well, okay, you got to remember, Illinois was coming off of a, a very good bowl year. What, what they have, six seven wins? Or six wins. Hey, but they were looking like... The Red Box Bowl, right? I don't remember. But yeah, they had that comeback win against Michigan State. They were down 31-14, to 14 and they came back and went, won it in the fourth quarter. They had the, the win against Wisconsin, the, too. Yeah, they had the win against Wisconsin. Yeah, but the Red Box Bowl, but still, like, the Red Box Bowl and six wins is, like, the jail cell above purgatory. Hey, like, like, it's not like, that much better. Like I said, these were very off-the-cuff hey, predictions. You're forgetting. They're called bold predictions. <laughs> yeah. These aren't these aren't your mild. Go, so go, yeah. you're, you're throwing something out so, there and hoping it sticks. So Tyler Goodson's going to be really good this year. <laughs> <laughs> Joey said last year Iowa and Wisconsin are undefeated December 12th when they meet. That could have Should have been. been. That's, that's yeah, not, that's not, been. That's yeah. not yeah. That wasn't a bad yeah. thing. Uh, Austin said Iowa bad. averages 40 points a game. So Okay. That was pretty ridiculous. It was a very optimistic number, but like, I, yeah. like nine Kinda points close, off. To be yeah, <laughs> but I mean, most since two thousand two. Like, right. you should at least pat yourself on the back. No, for that. no, no. Thank no, you. We don't. I appreciate the credit. No, that, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, on his brother, who's on sometimes, he said Brandon uh, Smith throws a passing touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so really out there. <laughs> <laughs> we need a. When was the last time uh, wide receiver for Iowa threw a passing touchdown? God, I can't remember. Didn't Amir Smith Marset? Oh no, he had a kick return. Mar- Marvin McNutt, probably. I was gonna say it's got to be McNutt. I remember he was a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but I can't yeah. remember College. him actually. I don't know. Tavon Smith. Ooh, that might be a good guess. Former, 
Oh yeah, we did oh, have yeah, him on one Tavon time. On. Yeah. Tavon might have thrown one. Oh, I, I, this was a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm oh, the dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I said, "How's his neck doing?" Probably still in a brace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really nice that he came on for us. Uh, <laughs> and then my uh, pick last year was Tyler Goodson as a Heisman finalist. Dude, these these are not like that like bad of takes. You make it sound like it was like awful. Like outside well, the, the Illinois, Illinois ones. <laughs> outside, like your guys' two takes were pretty good. I didn't think it was unrealistic. But still, be, to be right. fair, though, like, Iowa averaging 40 points is actually kind of crazy. That's yeah. out yeah. there. Like, it's that's hindsight yeah. doesn't make it look crazy, <laughs> yeah. but, like, well, that's I mean, kind of batshit crazy. In today's college football world, any specific team, you're like, any random team scoring 40 a game, not that crazy. Yeah. Iowa averaging 40 a yeah. game, that's outlandish. Iowa, Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin did a couple times. Or, no, they did, like, once last year, actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they but, had all sorts of those quarterback issues right. yeah. early, though. All right. So, bold predictions. You guys will go first. I, w- I will yeah. write these down. I want to so see how bold these get before I make So, you mine. want me to you yeah, you guys go, go first. You want me to go or you? You definitely should go because okay. I need to think something think really bold. actually that crazy. Uh, here we go. It's Luke, it's setting the bar real it's low. bold. Here. It's Iowa doesn't Looks like drop. Looks like <laughs> Iowa doesn't drop below their preseason ranking. So, they're 18 Seven. right now? Yeah, but yeah. you factor. That means you have to, they have to win. You have to win your first two games. You've got to win one of the two. You, yeah, I yes, but if you drop. but if they lose Indiana, they're already getting yeah. That's out. true. Yeah, and that's the thing. So if you, you lose Iowa, yeah, you have to beat Indiana. If you lose Iowa State, they're going to be ranked ahead of you anyway. So you can't realistically fall that. I mean, given Iowa State wins against you and I week one, which isn't a given. You and I plays Iowa State. Never tough forget, every year. Iowa yeah. State almost lost to Drake in December a couple years ago. <laughs> that was I awesome. Remember that? Yeah. So that's mine. Stin. Oh boy, I got mine. I got mine too. Do I got to put a shot clock on? Maybe. Um, five. <laughs> four. Do you want us to go first? Yes, I think so. Okay. You go. Stan, you're a Iowa Thank will you. beat Iowa State, Penn State, and Wisconsin, but lose the Big Ten West. So you're saying Northwestern and Purdue are still going to get us? Minnesota might get you, too. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Tell me, tell me, like, measure how hot this is. Spend, I know there's no way of measuring this. Tell me I think, to measure it, but there's no way of measuring it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Spencer Peters will become like for most fans a fan favorite. Like I not like fan favorite, but I think I know you like it. That's why I said it. So I know like <laughs> I could get that reassurance right <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, within this podcast, maybe not a super hot take. I think within the fan base, there is a yeah. lot of Spencer Peters. I think I think kill so. you, Nant. I think at least. Like I said, no way of really measuring this. 65, 70% of the fan base will approve of Spencer Peters. So, I got a bunch of questions hating on Spencer Peters sent to me. Like, hey, is, we can get to those. I got to give my Yeah, but prediction. they don't actually have to answer them. It's like, is, is Peters good or bad, and why is he so bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just stupid shit. Or, like, this one's kind of funny. Is he boxers or briefs guy? I don't know if you... He strikes me as a briefs guy. Yeah, I was. Oh, really? I was gonna say boxers. I was gonna say briefs. He, he's a big. He's a big country listener, and I don't envision country listeners wearing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> wearing boxers. Really? I'm a big bo- country sing- or country music guy. What, I mean, what, what clearly, I'm not. I'm not a country connoisseur. I like country guy. I wear. I wear briefs. Oh, breaking news! <laughs> <laughs> breaking news! <laughs> How did only, get this is the this type of stuff you can only get on the Hawkeye tailgate yeah. podcast. Yep, you got that right. Uh, okay. This is the real Hawkeye insider. Yeah. So, oh, great. Uh, 
Justin, what's your bold take? All right, Iowa has multiple players win their respective National Player of the Year award. National Player of the Year? So Tyler Linderbaum is one, obviously. And And then I'm going to say either Tyler Goodson with the Doak Walker or uh, Tory Taylor with the Ray Guy. Okay. Oh, okay. I I thought you were going to say, like, Tyron Tracy, and I was going to make some, like, outlay. I'll chug a bottle of, like, ghost No, but I mean, either way, to have, like, multiple players from the same team win a, like, a positional, yeah. like, national Did, player of the year, that's that's pretty out there. Was Taylor runner-up, or... No, he didn't. He, wasn't even a finalist. Oh, he wasn't? No, he got well, semifinalist. Hose job. Hmm. It was pretty... I thought it was pretty ridiculous who was not finalist. Alright. To be fair, though, the guy, like, the guy doesn't know football yet. Like, I remember he was telling <laughs> us a story. Uh, I think it was during the Purdue game. It was a Northwestern game. Iowa had scored in the first quarter, and he, like, ran on the field to go celebrate with the team, and LeVar Woods said, what the hell are you doing? Get the <laughs> back here. That's and funny. he just goes, like, I didn't know I couldn't run on the field to go celebrate. That's pretty yeah. funny. Hey, Joey, you want to spit a hot take out while you're sitting yes, here? Yes, he does. You can't listen. Yeah, I was going to say, you, ha- you haven't talked take. in, like, an He's hour. He's definitely got one, too. So I was going to say this before Sean went, but I was going to say that uh, Spencer Petras will not be the starting quarterback by the end of the Ooh, year. Oh, we God. have head button ones. All right. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely going to end in between. In between that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Well, those are two ends. That's... Okay, well, wait, hold up. Who starts? Who starts? Wait, who starts? No, you get one, Joey. Everybody gets one. Yeah, do you want to mention your other? Wait, no. Let me mention it, and then, but first, you have to tell us, okay, who takes over the job? Is it Deuce Hogan or Alex Padilla? Alex Padilla. It'd be Padilla. Okay. But my other one was, um, with with COVID ramping back up, by the end of the season, there will not be fans in Kinnick Stadium. Would, don't put that energy. Yeah, in the I was gonna air. say that's yeah, w- that's, that's way too negative. I've been, I've been, I, I can't I'm handle that in my life. I've been worried about that too. I'm not gonna lie. Like the I've been people have been so excited for the season, which rightfully so. But I, I at the beginning of August, I'm like, oh, we're so we're so fucking close. Like, <laughs> let's just get there. That's all I want. They can't afford to. There will be fans in Kinnick Sam. At least it may. It, it, I think it's gonna be full capacity all year. I really do. But. I have a very at worst comes to worst. I have a very hard time envisioning they will be under fifty to sixty five percent. Like I think fifty, there will never be under half capacity in Kinnick this yeah, year. Yeah, that's I'd fair. Be, that's I'd fair. be astounded if it was. I was gonna say if if, if not, can I be your plus one to a game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's how media credentials work. Yeah, if you want to take, if you want to take pictures. Oh, I could take pictures. I could do it all, man. Look at we're here. We're here. We're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so uh, instead, it's like The Bachelor, except there's not roses. It's uh, plus ones to an <laughs> Iowa football game this year. Yeah, I'll talk to Barda. <laughs> it's not like I haven't ever said anything bad about him before. <laughs> they, uh, do a, they do a social media check. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've actually... This guy's banned for life. Why, 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 did, why did Luke... Why, why did you say, uh, Gary Barda, how the hell does he still have a job? God. I, I've gone actually. I've actually gone back and rid of every most <laughs> swear words and bar to talk and anything. He's preparing so, for his opportunity. Well, I mean, I'm currently looking for a job. If you're hiring, you know, sh- I mean, Myers under or Myers Luke M at sau.edu. I'm right here. Five six three. Just kidding. I'm not telling my phone number. Uh, all right. So I think that wraps up the first half of our show. Jesus, oh we're yeah. an hour and a half in. So first coming half. up, we got we got our over unders for the season. We're gonna we're gonna have a draft of the bars in Iowa City, uh, and then I have a few more questions from the fans, and we got thoughts from space. The I long mean, like, shock on a white car or something. Yeah, long lost segment guys. coming up next, but we do have an ad from. So our our podcast is actually put up on studentunionsports.com. Shout out to them, and one of their sponsors, busr.com sportsbook. Uh, we do our HTRLA 
every Saturday in the fall. That's me, Joey, uh, Stin, Space Cowboy, and Matthew all pick a Big Ten game on that day and put it together in a parlay. Joey did terrible at it last year. We did one one time, but uh, you know we like we we like to bet our fair share of sports. Uh, but it isn't always easy to find a reputable source to place a bet. At Student Union Sports, we are big fans of BUSR.com. BUSR is your go-to location for all sports betting and online gaming. Bet on your favorite sports events today, including NFL, NBA, college football, MLB, and much more. If you're, bet- if you're into betting the ponies, BUSR also offers the best promos, bonuses, and odds of any online racebook. If you pride yourself as a savvy sports better, it's easy to see that BUSR offers the best value <clears throat> Sorry, for your buck. Head over to BUSR.com, student union and, er, BUSR.com slash student union today and receive up to a $500 cash match on your first deposit. Again, that's BUSR.com slash student union. You can also find the link on student union's uh, Twitter page, website, everything like that. All right, moving on now. Uh, we got, I said, over-unders push. Uh, we got over-unders. We get overtime pay for being here this late. You, you don't get anything because we don't get anything. I actually sent an email to a brewery trying to sponsor that we were at this past week. So, Which one? I'm not, we're not, I mean, we're, no free ads until it's happening. <laughs> there's there's one in Dubuque that I went to a couple weeks. Dimensional. Week. Is that the one? The, like, there's like three in Dubuque. It's so. like really like... <laughs> Looks like it has to be dimensional. <laughs> if, you, if you're talking about a brewery in Dubuque, it's dimensional. No, Sorry. it could be Back Pocket. They, Sorry, they have like, Seven Hills. Do they have like live There's music and stuff pocket. there? Like yeah. They have a stage. I mean, they all. It's like pretty like a lot of. I don't know the name of it. Like wooden. It's like pretty wood. It like wood be, tables. It also could be Back Pocket. I think it might have been Back Pocket. I could that be wrong like though. Back Pocket. But yeah. No we're, free ads. Not, no. None of those. Yeah. None of those. It's not. It's not a. No free ads. There's one more I'm forgetting. That's oh, we're about to get another one. Moving on. All right. So, yeah, like we got over-unders. I mentioned Thoughts from Space coming up, and we're drafting the bars in Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty, if you want to. I don't really care. but I know There is one good bar in North Liberty that I can think of. but <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I was is like, it the bar I had to leave early from? Might have been. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, <clears throat> the over-unders. Well, do you just want me to run down them all quick? No. no. One at a time. Okay. No, I mean, do you want me to read them all? No. No. Okay. That's why we just said one at a time. That's why we said one at a time. All right, assholes. Okay. Are we doing this quick or are we doing, like, we long can do explanations? It semi-quick. Semi-quick. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm ready to get reaction. to the snake draft. All right. <laughs> uh, so, last year, Petrus's uh, completion percentage was 57.1. Over, under, or push? We'll just go in a circle, so start with Sean. Over. Over, I think minimum early low sixties. Better be over. Better be, better, <laughs> better be. Or that's what you're. Sounds like a threat to his family. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're threatening his family. Uh, under. What? Okay. Hey, I, my prediction was that he wasn't going to be the starter by the end of the true, year. True, At least true, he's true. back in. Yeah, uh, yeah that was fair. a bold take. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely well, going wait, to clarify that though. It can't be because of injury. Like he has to, like he has to get benched. Yeah. Like he okay. can't yeah, get yeah, injured yeah, yeah. and then like, lose the job. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair. All right. I'm taking the over for sure. I took the over as well. Fun fact: in the second half of the season last year, he had a 63 something. So. One more thing about the Peter thing. What if he gets hurt for like a game or two, 
and then Padilla comes in and just plays yeah, out of his ass. He loses and then his spot. Loses his job. Yeah, that, yeah, that okay. counts. Okay, because he'll get outplayed. Then that means that Padilla would. I will say though too, if he gets, if he can get anywhere in the sixty-three or sixty-five range, I think that's Iowa winning the Big Ten West. Didn't Nate Stanley never have a full season over sixty percent? I don't he think was he really did. close. If anything, I think he was. 58, 59 yeah, a couple I, times. I think his whole career he never had a full season over 60%. I don't – was senior year I think he had 61? I'll have to double-check that, but – Okay. Either way, that goes to – like, he's, like, one of the most winning Iowa football quarterbacks ever. And, like, we're debating whether or not he had a full season over care 60%. Of the football, that was yeah. the thing, though, too. Same, like, it shows that you don't have to have, like, ungodly high completion percentage as the Iowa quarterback for the team to still succeed. All right. Uh, I don't know if I said it. I'm taking the over as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, we then, figured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a Hawkeye quarterback. We tend apologist. to take a lot of overs around here. Uh, for the well, record, life's too short to bet the under. Absolutely. La- last year, I got four and a half a se- out of seven right, and that was the most out of our panel. So, why did I take the? Never mind. All right. <laughs> Joey did take a really ignorant push. <laughs> he did. It was yeah. Oh, it was Duncan's field goal percentage. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, next one is Goodson over 999.5 rushing yards. Last year he was on about a 1,050 pace, 12 game pace. This is ooh, only 12 ooh, game. Ooh. I I think it goes over just because I think Kelly Martin gets a decent amount of carries, but I think this is the year that Tyler takes more. Can we officially sh- say Sean has a crush on Kelly Martin? He's the only I, person. I, I, you know, I wouldn't go so far as crush. I think it's in that like you, I like you, like you stage. Uh, yeah. We're both we're both ESCC boys, East somebody, Suburban Catholic. Somebody Conference. gonna go? Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> David? Uh, over. I, I think that I think Goodson's get pushed around 1150 this year. I'll take the over on this one as well. No surprise here. I'm also gonna take the over. <laughs> I went over as well. So <laughs> glad glad we're all on the same page on that one. Uh, the next one up. Sack leader and who? So each of these are a half point. Uh, last year's sack leader was on about an eight pace. I set it at seven and a half this year. And who? So who I want as a sack leader? Yeah. And then whether or not they'll get okay. the over. Okay. What was the over? It seven was seven and, and a half. half. I might go a little off the radar on this one. I might go Joe Evans. I'm going to say under. I'm going to go with the safe pick. I think Van Valkenburg. I'm going to take the under, though. I, I don't think Iowa has an elite pass rusher, and I think if there's going to be anyone that's close to it, it's going to be Joe Evans because he's going to be a specialist in that. Well, that's why I picked him. Proud of you. <laughs> I will also go Van Valkenburg, and I will take the over. Big year. Any uh, any additional comments with that? He's really my guy. Is he going pro? <laughs> you... <laughs> Is he going pro if he hits the over? Uh, he's going to have to hit well over to go pro for me. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Respectful. Six, year, six yeah, years fair, in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hey, mean. man. <laughs> All he got to do is make it. He's studying Russian, I think. What? What? He's studying Russian. Yeah, he's studying yeah, Russian. He, yeah, he can He wants speak to be Russian an international like, businessman or politician. He wants to work in government. Huh. <laughs> 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 All right, Stin. Um, hmm. I'm going to go really crazy with my sack leader. We're going to go Jack Campbell. Ooh. Did he like have I a said, sack? Really Did he have a sack? He had one sack last year. I We're think. going really crazy. Tracy only had 14 catches, so let's this is not more so just because I don't want everybody to say the same two people. So yeah. I'm just picking. We'll just put that under the bold predictions list. Yeah, I was going to say that. Did you say under? Yeah, and we're going to take the under. 
Uh, I went with Van Valkenburg and under as well. So I, I think Van Valkenburg gets seven. Yeah, I think he. Realistically, I do think Van Valkenburg is going to be the sack leader, just for the sake of some parity. No, I just we'll stop. Just stop. Just stop. You're good. You're good. No, you're fine. Yeah, no. You're okay. doing great, Princess. Sh- 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 <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. uh, the next one: receiving touchdowns, twelve and a half. Uh, last year's pace was twelve, basically. Wow. Oh, okay. I I thought you meant like first. Okay. You yeah, so it's 12 and a half this year. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I thought you were talking like a single player. I'm like... Oh, no, no, no. Team. Oh. oh yeah. Wait, team? Receiving touchdown? Yeah, last year's pace was 12. I set it at 12 and a half. It's going over. Yeah, over. I over. hope so. Is that the easiest? Yeah, I think that's a definite over. I thought you were going receiving touchdowns. Now that could be... All right, you know what? That, that line sucks. We're going to make it We're gonna make it 19 and a half. <laughs> 19 and a half. Under. Shit, under. Under. <laughs> under. Under. Yeah. Under. Well, what do you think? 18. You want to do 19 and I'm going to go I'm going to go over. I think you can get 20. I'll go well under. Oh. Ooh. Well, <laughs> see, okay, now 12 doesn't seem so, so <laughs> stupid. Like he's sticking with this whole, this All right, whole so redoing this. What is it? 19 and a half. 19 and Actually, half. I'm going to go over with 19 and a half. I think they get 21. David? I took the over. Joey? Joey said under. Well under. <laughs> well. Under. <laughs> yeah, put the well and double underline it and then double well chase it. Well under. Stin? Uh, I'm going to take the over. There's too many, like, receiving weapons. And with Goodson coming out of the backfield as well, I think we definitely hit that number. I was taking the over either way. I have to, I think. <laughs> I'm a Petrist apologist. Uh, so, turnovers <laughs> for the defense. Last year they were on a 24 pace, 24 and a half. Oh, wow. That's a big number. I think. This is one of, I mean. Over the last five years or whatever, it's like one of the best. Like oh, yeah. they have the Easily. most interceptions. That, that'd be counting on two turnovers every game. Essentially, this is all regular season, though, right? Yep, twelve yeah. games. My concern, my concern is just the defensive line getting pressure on the quarterback consistently. I think they'll get there, but I'm gonna go under for now. Sean, okay. I'm gonna take the under as well for the same reason as Sean, because I think you look at the last couple of years, like Davion Nixon had the pick six. Iowa defensive lineman can force fumbles. Zach Van Valkenburg led the nation, tied for the nation's leader, and fumbles recovered. Um, I just don't know who's going to be able to get back there and cause fumbles, and I think that has to account for five or so turnovers to make yeah. the mark. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take well under as well for all the reasons <laughs> David said. I think he's focused on drinking. He's seeing well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, I don't know. I, the number sounds big at the get-go, but then I said it's basically two turnovers every game, which I feel like we're capable of, especially because we have such a ball-hawking secondary. But you do have to account for fumbles being in there. Oh, shit, and you put it at half. I am just I said over for everything else, so screw it. I'll just say over again, you know, because it's a lot more fun. You actually said under for Saxton. Shit, okay, well. <laughs> well, you said over now, set in stone. Yeah. Uh, I said over as well. Secondary, I mean... Just, I don't know. You're, I, you're counting for a lot of interceptions there, which, I mean, I was, like, nationally way up there in the last, you know, and three when, seasons and getting interceptions. But at some, obviously there's a lot of skill and planning that go into interceptions, but there's also some luck that results in you getting some interceptions that you can't continue to count on moving forward. When you think of the Big Ten West, though, I mean, quarterback play isn't exactly something you can hit home to, you know. Right, Nebraska, like, Illinois. Is Minnesota. Tanner Morgan is Tanner Morgan the best quarterback in the Big Ten West? I mean, Graham Mertz. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Tanner Morgan's more Tanner, proven. Tanner Morgan kind of. <laughs> oh my god. Tanner Morgan kind of sucked last year. Tanner, though. Tanner I think Morgan. He'll be good this year. He had nobody to throw to. 
okay. He, I think I think Morgan's a pretty solid quarterback. Can you win the Big Ten West of them? No. I think I think Graham Mertz right now, as far as potential and what I've seen, what he can do, as far as natural talent goes, I think Mertz is. Well, yeah, the but best all reports out of Madison have just been like me. Like he's just been made. It probably is Morgan just for the proven track record. I mean, he was yeah. remember he was a big a second team All Big Ten guy at one point. He was insanely efficient that one year right? too. Yeah, he was their oh, 2019 God. season. Oh my God, yeah. he was insane. I, I was arguing with so many people last year about he's Mitch Leidner 2.0. He had he was so hyped up before well, last season, and he I mean you said he, he had no. He actually throwed a, a complete pass like Leidner. <laughs> like, the fact that Todd McShay, that's Todd McShay's biggest whiff of his career. Excuse and me. And those guys will definitely have Jimmy Clausen would like a word. Well, Jimmy Clausen, I think anyone that actually watched him like knew he wasn't going to do anything. Did you guys see that Matt Barkley is still like trying to make like a roster in the NFL? Really? I mean, he was yeah. a backup for how long? So he was I a mean, five-star quarterback coming out of high school, I think. USC, yeah. yeah. Well, he's on the Bills now. So is Trubisky. What he's a quarterback. He's sitting, behind, <laughs> he's sitting behind the MVP. MVP. So, MVP. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, so next up, uh, rivalry trophies, two and a half. I mean, we we have them all right now. Yeah, I guess you kind of do have, have to put it two and a half, don't you? You can't say three and a half because that means, that no. means or, all. Or you, or you yeah. could put three, make somebody push. Yeah, mm, yeah I put two and a half, though, like just, just because. I think, I think they lose to one of the rivals. One, so you're taking the over? Four rivals. Four. Four. Heartland, Cyhawk, Heroes, and right, right. Uh, Floyd Rosedale. Floyd, oh, my God, my favorite. You know, I'm going to say two. Yeah, I'm going to say under. I mean, I, I think it's over. I don't think I, I don't think there's any way Iowa loses to Nebraska, and I think they beat Iowa State minimum. And then I have a hard time watching them lose to Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota. I'm gonna go with all four. Keep it going, <laughs> especially with Padilla at the helm for the last game. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Stan. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I think we lose to either Iowa State. Or Wisconsin, I don't think we lose both of those games. I'm and in I, the same. I think that we beat Nebraska and Minnesota easy. I I'm taking the over as well. Uh, but my God, I I do have I I do not want to lose that Cyhawk game. Like if there's one game, I I do not want to lose this year. I would rather lose to them than any of our other trophy games because they're Big Ten. I know. Stan. Yeah, it means more for your season goals. Like yeah. obviously, yeah, the rivalry with Iowa State. Like you don't want them to do good, but in terms of how good your season can like be, the Iowa State game means so much less compared to play the Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota games. All right. Uh, yeah, I took the over, and then wins eight and a half. Under. Eight. Over. This is just regular season, right? Regular season. Eight, yeah. Over, baby. We're hammering the over. I took I took the over as well, but, I mean, there's, like, outside of the first two games, there's a stretch where you play Wisconsin, Northwestern, and who's – we're going to Wisconsin, so that's a win. Keep, they, don't, they don't lose when we go. Keep this Facts. in mind, too, about the Wisconsin game. Iowa, Iowa, I believe, has a bye before they play Wisconsin. They do. But you also do, yes. have to take into account that Iowa typically struggles coming out of the bye well, over the, over oh, the last decade or so. The other team was it was Wisconsin, Northwestern, Purdue. They're in a three-week stretch, they play those three. And we know 
what Northwestern and Purdue are capable of doing to our mentality. I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but my God. Just one year I'd like Let to be this way. If Hunter Johnson is starting quarterback in North, at Northwestern, well, yeah, I mean, I know, but I watched him play last year. But I mean, they have Coach Fitz. <laughs> they have Coach Fitz. And they, it, they'll have a short, stocky running back who doesn't look fast. Yeah. And well, they, they up guy, the one of their guys is out for the season. Oh, who? Cam Porter, right? Is it, is it Cam Porter, Dave? Yes. Yeah, he's out he's, for the year. Yeah. And they lost two of their top guys at the portal this offseason, running backs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's good. Well, then again, remember Isaiah Bowser was like a fifth Yeah, that guy just came out of nowhere. Same I mean, thing with Xander Horvath from Purdue. Just, I mean, I was done that too with outside, Mark Outside David Bell, he's Weisman for Heisman, he baby. Uh, and I'm taking the over as well. And then the last one is packs of gum chewed by Kirk during the game. <laughs> uh, this pace is actually unknown. I, I put it at 14 and a half over. for the 12-game season. But here's my thing. Do you ever see Kirk put more gum in his mouth? Okay, so here's my question. Does he chew packs of gum, or does he have individual wrapped hubba bubba in his pocket and he just mm. tosses a new one in? Because so, that's not a pack. So yeah, here's you just get it in the big jug. Here's that doesn't last long right. either. Right, that's like 15 minutes tops, and you got to put in a new piece. Here's the thing. 15? If, Holy cow, if that's we, high. I, I, I said tops. I was going to say like, was like I was five. Like 15, <laughs> like, I was going to say like three minutes. That's <laughs> that's if, if, if we give you the plus one pass, Luke, your entire <laughs> assignment is to watch Kirk Ferentz and take a picture every time he puts in it. That's gone. my thing, though. Like, have you ever seen, like, I mean, the camera's on Kirk a decent amount during a game. Like, it's not a constant well, thing. Well, it's usually but, like, after, never... like, a penalty, and he's writing it down in his notepad about, like, hey, this guy committed a false star, or he's getting okay. after the officials. And if, if he is doing the double bubble technique, his double pockets bu- are never uh, that... I guess it's double bubble, isn't it? It's hubba bubba, isn't it? Hubba no, bubba, I think. Well, hubba bubba comes in the pack of five. No. No, with... what? That's the, that's the role, no, isn't it? No, double bubble is... No, no, I think Luke's right. Yeah. I think yeah, it's like the yellow and blue. Because like, it's like MLB, MLB, yeah. MLB <laughs> teams have double bubble buckets in their. Okay. Yeah. So well, you know, Kirk Ferentz is not carrying around thirty pieces of gum in his pockets. He's got a guy for his gum. Let's be honest. Man, I don't know. I'm so seriously. What are we doing here? I don't know how we're gonna track this. Send I, him I, an email. I think we should all take <laughs> send the over. him an email. I, I, <laughs> Group text. See, I actually took the under here. <laughs> are you guys all want to take the over? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I Absolutely. mean, yeah. Just. Just because there's no other way, to, there's no way to prove it, so might as well take the over, right? Yeah. All right. So that concludes the over under here. We want to do some thoughts from space before we get into the bar draft, quick. Sure. This is <laughs> from our <laughs> special guest, Space Cowboy, our anonymous this the, guest. This is the part where if you have children listening, uh, make them not listen for a couple minutes. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. I mean, have, they've been listening to like half of what you've said. Facts. Okay. All right, so his thoughts were very scattered, so I'm kind of going to be jumping in and out between different kind of topics that we've touched on the throughout the podcast. The inner workings of Space Cowboy's mind are an enigma. It's yep. a dark place. It is. <laughs> All right. Shout Patrick Starr. <laughs> All right, so he started out with over-unders, so he said, Petrus over on completions, Goody over on yards, even though Makai was better. Don't know why he felt like putting that in there. Uh, <laughs> so he started over-over? Yeah, over-over. And then he said, under on everything else, sack leader is Campbell, and Evans with four and a half. Uh, His bold prediction is that Terry Roberts leads the team in interceptions. That's that's a bold take, and he's a really good player. Um, And then he has some questions for Sean and David. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll just... I'll pick a couple of them. We're going to skip a lot of them. (laughs) 
Uh, question number one from Space Cowboy. How good will Iowa look when every team is full on scholarships and Iowa has five to six left with lots of guys having little to no junior year? Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone text me. I suppose they have a fantasy draft tonight, so <laughs> I'm a little worried now. Oops. <laughs> yeah. download the app. Repeat the question one more time All for right. Sean. How good will Iowa look when every team is full on scholarships and Iowa has five to six left with lots of guys having little to no junior year? That, conf- that question kind of confuses yeah. me a little bit. I, yeah, I was confused <laughs> by it, too. I was, I'm like, hey, I don't make the questions. I just read. I'm, I'm, I'm just the mouth next. of Space Cowboy. Okay, next. next. Skip, yeah. <laughs> this one is not even football related. That's but, all right. Uh, <laughs> let it go. Which basketball player would you pick to date an imaginative daughter? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we need an answer. I don't know if I can answer this yeah, one either. I don't know if I can answer that either. <laughs> you guys answer it. Okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, I think it's got to be one of the one of the Murray boys, right? You're money chasing. Th- you're saying Keegan. No, no, no. I'm not money chasing. <laughs> they just seem like they have a really nice family. I don't know. They have family morals behind them all. Um, I was gonna go with Gundalay. Seems like a, a tender lover. <laughs> all right, Stin. <laughs> Not taking part in this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm going to say Joe Toussaint because, as every broadcaster likes to say, he's tough and he's from the Bronx, so he won't put up with anybody uh, giving her a hard time. <laughs> All right. They respect. Do, you they respect do say that, that so much. <laughs> every <literally>. broadcast. <laughs> All right. Next question, Stid. This is still thoughts from space, by the yeah. way. If you're still hanging in there, twenty four seven sports and all kinds there does not condone the content <laughs> in this segment, and that is why we have not participated to this point. Just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah. We're actually we are not. Guests. We yeah. are actually victims and just guests <laughs> on the podcast. We're not holding you here. You know that. Um, okay, this is going to be the last question from the segment. Uh, who slash what would you sacrifice for a Big Ten title? Same question for a natty. My right arm. Yeah, I think for you guys. Yeah, that's one for you guys. <laughs> the only way here's here's what I'll say. The only way we could actually answer that is at the reality when it comes to journalism. And this is some like at least I believe every reporter that reports on a certain team is a homer to some extent because when the team is good, they're they're more fun to cover. Yeah. And as far as being an actual journalist and building their own individual brand. It helps them because obviously more people are going to read their stuff. You're actually competing for a national title. Yeah. Right. Like recruiting this summer is a fine example of that too with the way it's gone. Like the interest is high, but like the amount of flack I've gotten for no reason with like some of the intel I've gotten is just absolutely ridiculous. Welcome to, uh, welcome to journalism. Yeah, you're yeah. not real journalists. I will so say, I will say, on the back. I will say for my one sports team, or not my one sports team. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll switch it yeah, around. Switch for that. Yeah, switch okay. yeah. that. Do that. I would not make money for a year Ooh. if the White Sox won the World Series. Oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is the stupidest, stupidest thing. How old were you when uh, they won in 05? Like, I was six. Mm. Yeah, I was six. I'm so old, I, was, dude. I was six or seven. I'm older than you. I was you, in first I? grade. No. Yeah. No. How old are you? Almost twenty-seven. Oh, uh, I'm twenty. Okay, well, I'm twenty-six. <laughs> God, you're so young. So young. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm almost yeah. 22 hey, and a half. you also have a lot. Yeah, 22 a lot. and a half. You're still counting the half? Sean had a lot of talk <laughs> on Twitter the other day when I first. Well, this this is going <laughs> this is going to come into our uh, bar because I wore my White Sox jersey to the bar on oh, Saturday. God. Man. And a couple girls complimented, so. <laughs> Just saying. Sick. I don't know. Twins, jer- twins jersey's pretty. Good thing ugh. I didn't see you because it would have been on site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave. No comment, if, no comment. If Russell Westbrook wins an NBA title, yeah, I'm picking an individual player. I would – I wouldn't cut my hair for five years. Well, you're in luck because he's playing with the king now. It's happening this year. It's Russ happening. is going to carry LeBron's old bum ass to a championship. Yes, sir. David's a Thunder fan. Didn't know if you guys knew that. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, it's okay. I got to watch Kevin Durant in his return game. The best sports atmosphere I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my, voice, my voice was out within three minutes of the first quarter, and uh, it was a good time. Sean, I was at the Field of Dreams game. Are you jealous? I am. It was <laughs> – honestly, it was, like, the, it was the coolest – Easily a top three coolest experience. In my well, life. you guys are Northeast Iowa natives, so yeah, we live like eight miles away. Right, our parents do. It was I was working though. It was yeah. Joey didn't pay for it. I got pa- I, even better. I got paid fifteen dollars an hour to be there. It was that sick. Is pretty sick. I will say though, the White Sox are a way more fun team to watch than the Twins. Like, right, their the bullpen, they're, their their chemistry. Like I actually like a lot of their players, but. Like, the Twins, you watch them, they're just like, well, none of these guys like each other. And the White Sox, like, they just all look like I don't care what the Twins' record is. Since they got rid of Nelson Cruz, I feel so much better playing against them. Because Nelson Cruz, him and Donaldson only hit tots against the Sox. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have dominated us but have not won a playoff series in, like, how long? 18 consecutive playoff losses. Yeah. Let me pull it up. That's actually – Absurd. Somebody yeah. sent me a snap yesterday because he's a Yankees fan. Real jackass. But uh, let me see if I can find Oh, it's right here. It says, the Yankees are 106-38 and 38 against the Twins since 2002. That is insane to think like, about. Like, that is. Like, I don't even. <laughs> I, I guarantee there's never been a team, two teams in MLB history who've had a stretch like that. I would guarantee it. I will say, I, I know we don't want to talk about baseball too much, but. The Twins, like, I would feel worse if I'm a Cubs fan considering the market that they have. The Twins, it's not, like, a huge, like, market. Here's the thing, though, Sean. The Cubs won in 16. I'm a Vikings, Twins, Iowa Hawkeye, and Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I have never seen a championship. I've never had that personal fulfillment at the end of the year. Mine was, like, like when I was six or seven. So, like, I had it, but you never really realize it until you get older. Like Never if I now, told it's gone. Like I'm Sad. afraid. I'm a af- all right. <laughs> Sad I shouldn't. Boy hours. We're, get, we're getting I, deep. I shouldn't be saying this. I'm afraid for myself in October. <laughs> oh, you better be. You and plan sick days on Twitter. Oh, I'm coming head hunting. White Sox, dude. The White Sox in oh, October. I, I am horrified. Tony Larusa is gonna lead, lead him to the promised land. He doesn't know how to use that's, Craig Kim. That's when Tony retire. That's when Tony hibernates. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Any, any shocking, other thoughts? Yes, shockingly, we're still in thoughts from space. <laughs> Ten minutes um, later. <laughs> all right, these are his final thoughts. Um, once again, just content warning for people <laughs> out there. Small children, uh, don't listen. Sean and David, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. As long as we don't get in trouble for it, I'm good. Nah, it's not. Well, it's what it, they, he doesn't say anything about you guys. So, okay, final, final thoughts. 
Football's back, and I'm harder than the last level of Mario. 2021 should be a stepping stone for what 2022 could be, especially with most of Iowa's rivals starting 16 to 20 seniors. Last year, Padilla was the man who would have led Iowa to an undefeated season. This year, <laughs> this year, I'm on the Petrus train. Final, final thought. Space Cowboy Jr. do Thanksgiving, so those f- illiterate Nebraska f- won't get to see me doing the old meat spin in their sold-out stadium. <laughs> Don't worry, I hear Keith Big Nuts Duncan will be in attendance. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't actually read them. Hawkeye Insider is not part of this segment. Yes, we would like to say that. This is not associated with the 24-7 This shit went off the rails way too This quick. is what happens. I told you his mind is a dark space. Well, you should have been around back. <laughs> Joey used to do a Urban Dictionary read for the oh, team they were God. playing. <laughs> like I'm telling Classic you, we, segment. It, it's gotten cleaner over the years, kind of. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So now, it's the moment you... By the way, I'd like, like to preface this by saying... I uh, I am a University of Nebraska grad, so I, I'm definitely not. I was wondering if I I was wondering if you're gonna bring that up. I didn't know if you wanted to make the pu- public because Joey. I've, I've talked about. It. Yeah, I I got asked. I've been asked about. I, it. I don't know how many times. I told Joey that before the podcast, and he was really surprised. So. I thought we talked about that that uh, beer social gathering. Oh yeah, we social at. gathering. Yeah. yeah. There might have been some some stuff I don't remember from that day <laughs> for, for various reasons. Fair. Uh, all right. So now we're going to do our... Uh, uh, Podcast like two and a half hours, isn't it? Oh, well, I think we're at like, like a little shy of two hours right now. Oh, nice. That's oh, not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Not hey, bad. and every, football content. Everybody wants it. Hashtag this, No, we're, this is the content that people want coming up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that tell us they like the stuff we talk about like that's not sports related. Like they Like three did, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some of our biggest fans. We do have... <laughs> <laughs> We do have super fans, man. Lucas Lee, yeah. Lee brothers. They were they were on us day one. But uh, all right. So we're gonna draft the bars in Iowa City, yes. and we figured out the order. No, yeah, you figured out the order. No, we did birth closest birthday coming up. I know. Okay, January isn't even close to August. I don't know what we're so complaining did, about. You did research to make it seem. Yeah. Uh, okay. Text me happy birthday. So, so, so goes like, oh, the- clearly David's gonna be laughing. <laughs> it's a it's a snake order. Did I text you happy birthday? Yes. Oh damn! Look at me, good dude. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that after this. I hate I, wishing people happy birthdays. I, it, I I don't like doing it for the social media clout that a lot of people do. I, yeah, I don't like that either. Like well, I quit doing. It on I don't Facebook. know about that. Sean says that. Then last year, not this year, but last year, he photoshopped his face on Allen Iverson stepping over. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Photoshopped my face yeah. on the ground, him stepping over me. Well, that that, that was funny. everyone needed a laugh. It was like COVID, so <laughs> everyone. <laughs> that's why he did it. Speaking that's of, why he did oh, it. Oh, you're man of the people, Sean Bach. Speaking of yeah. photoshops, uh, who's the guy from 24-7 Illinois, Jeremy Werner? Yes. Oh, yeah. You remember when, when you I did cropped that? your head on Connors and uh, yeah, his Yeah, you head? took, like, my douchiest picture, too. <laughs> that's all of them, buddy. <laughs> no, fair. Kidding. You know, I want... Yes, fair. I'm just kidding. No, I want to be, wanna be frat bro right. at age 26. The so, uh, <laughs> dude, once frat bro, always a frat bro. The, the, uh, frat train can't be stopped. The, the draft order is me, Sean... Austin, Joey, and David. That's and why I was complaining. We're gonna do a snake, snake draft. I thought we were doing two or three. Three, two. if you oh, can. I wasn't in the. <laughs> so it's I Tim Durant style draft. I like it. So I didn't go to Iowa, so I don't have like the college experience <laughs> here that most people have. Also, we are accepting Union as like a 
who was the guy that drafted from Baylor into the NBA a couple years ago? Austin? I- Isaiah, Isaiah Austin? Austin? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's like union, so somebody can draft him. But he's playing professional ball again. Like yeah, overseas. He's that. yeah, he's coming yeah. back. He was clear. He's a hell of a fun player to watch in college. Too. But, uh, anyway. man, first pick. Oh, wow, yeah. You seem so shocked by it. <laughs> no, it's I not like you've known this for the last team. hour. I, yeah. I think I'm going to go uh, with Big Grove. Wow. Yeah. Is that technically a bar? See, my breweries. I think I classify as a bar. I did put breweries on here. Did you? That's fair. Yeah, because, I mean. Big big girl Solon. And, like, I have spent, (laughs) I mean, let's not not lie to ourselves. We've all spent a lot of time at Big Girl before, so it's. I'm not saying that it's a bad pick, just, like. The first overall? Yeah, 1-1, like, Iowa City bars, like, that's not where my mind is. This is, like, this is, like. Everyone passing up on Justin Fields for me right now. <laughs> the one person. You, you, know, you know, he reminds me of you guys. I don't know if you guys have ever, have ever seen the clip. Inside the NBA did a all-time, all-star game starting lineup or whatever. And Charles Barkley had the first pick, and he goes, Allen Iverson. Goes, what? what the hell? And yeah. he goes, like, no, because usually in the all-star game, the point guard gets the ball. And like, no, you're picking your dream lineup. Yeah. He goes, like. Oh, it's like it's like I'm taking Iguodala. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with Last Big shot, Grove. The Martians. Yeah, I'm All sticking right. with Big, Big Grove. Grove. So I'm up. Yeah. So Sean, you talked a lot of game the other night. You better back this up with the one you saw, talked about. Well, you still got the college experience though, too. This is well. This is an easy one for me, especially if you're over 21. That's brothers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think yep. it's a lock. Pro- I was surprised not the number one pick. Um, just a good place, fun place, especially when you're over 21. Cheap. Yeah, Joey. It's versatile. You you get got the outdoor patio. You get your chill. You get your chill. You got the dance floor. You got cheap drinks. You got stalls in the bathroom. You got stalls in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, that's big. That's key. That's That's key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-five cent wings on uh, Wednesday nights after eight o'clock. I can't say I've done that. What? Are they actually decent wings? No, not not really. But they're twenty-five cents. Not really, but they're twenty-five cents, and they also have two-dollar Miller High Life bottles at the same time. Champagne of beer. That's fair. That's not actually the only Miller product I'll drink. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Wow. So, <laughs> Stin, yeah, you crapped it, or Sean. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. Uh, this is a new one, but it's very quickly rose up the rankings of Iowa City bars. Yep. Uh, formerly Blue Moose, but now El Rey's Live uh, and Dive. Yep. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for live music. It doesn't matter what type of music the band is playing. Yeah, if it's, if it's live, I'll have a blast, and they have live music Every single night, you can get a bucket of Tall Boys, five of them for twelve dollars. So they got live music, they got cheap drinks. It's the place to be. I believe Dallas Jacobus performs there like every week too, right? The like former twice, Iowa defensive lineman. Yeah, he's there all the time. Yeah. Uh, throw another Iowa fact in there. So now we got Joey. Joey's up. This feels like the steal of the draft. I think I know where you're the Union Bar, pouring <laughs> out for it. Um, that place changed a lot of lives. For the for for better or worse, it remains to be be to be told. But there was walking into that place as a freshman in college, coming especially coming from somewhere like twenty one year freshman, like, right? yeah, twenty one freshman, right, right, yeah. Course? No, yeah. he went he went before ten. We don't condone uh, yeah. <laughs> drinking. I did, did I say I was drinking? And I was. <laughs> you didn't say you just said you walk into the bar. You you come from Holy Cross, Iowa, a town of three hundred seventy five people, and walk into a place like that. The population of the town was easily surpassed in there, and foam raining down on you. You're carrying around a bottle of champagne. There was just nothing better than that for two years. I, and then you know you go back here and there as upperclassmen, but a lot of people really miss that place. All right, David. 
First of all, what what a what a roller coaster this week has been. I met Fifty Cent two days ago. Now I get the last <laughs> damn pick in this draft, so that's great. Oh, I got two picks, right? Yeah, yeah. You got uh, See, so last isn't you know terrible. What? I'm going with this bar because when I was still an underclassman and I came to Iowa City for a couple games, had some of my most uh, legendary. Fun college nights there. I know where you're going. Taking Summit. Yep, I knew it. Taking Summit. I knew it. Got another pick specifically the jungle. Uh, had some really good nights there. It's nothing better than being in the jungle with a yep. quarter inch of standing water yep. all over the it's floor. Pretty great. <laughs> uh, you stick your feet are sticking to the floors. <laughs> oh, it's solid. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit off the. I don't want to say off the rails. This I'm gonna go Joe's place. Damn, oh, that's a good. I that's really, a quality pick. That's a good. Pick. I really like Joe's place. The rooftop. I remember I had Cinco de Mayo this year. I know uh, I went up there. They had $50 margarita towers. <laughs> One of the couple buddies had three of them. It was a really, really good time. Jeez. And then I got my second dose of COVID vaccine the next morning. Don't know how I drove an hour to go do it, but uh, <laughs> I did. It was a good time. All right. Who was it, Joey now? Yeah, I'm back, back up. This this feels like another like pretty good pretty good value right here. I'm going to go sports column. Uh, it's, it's a big – it's. A big time underclassman bar, as sort of is Union, but they don't sell booze though. That's true. For the underclassmen, the underclassmen don't drink. Right, right. They just get there before ten and yeah. hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they eat there. Yeah, they do have. I have had their wings. They're okay. Uh, uh, wait, hold up. Nothing like your bush lights, but speaking of eating, uh, David, have you ever had what is that pizza called at Joe's? The Hawaiian one with sriracha Luau. on it. Luau. Yes. Oh. One Fine. of the best. Joe's pizzas. place actually does have pretty good. Food. Yeah. yeah. They okay. Have a, they have a version of a six pack and a pound, and it's six cheeseburgers and a pound of fries. Oh my god, let's wow. do it. <laughs> I just talked about putting on weight. I may as well go there for the next like month. <laughs> All right. Cholesterol uh, levels be through the damn roof. Stin. Okay. Oof. A lot of good options here. So we're doing three total picks, right? Yeah. Three total. Okay. So I have one that I think will be able to get back to me. So I'll save that. Um. Yeah. I said I think. You're right. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with DC's. Yeah. I'm a big fan there. Anytime you can give me a Stein of beer, I'm going to be a happy camper. And usually you can get a Stein of Bush Light for like four or five bucks there. They got the really, like, that where they put like the four TVs together to make a massive TV. Real good place to watch, like, an Iowa away game. Cheap beers, massive TV. Yeah, DC's. Good place. This one might be. This one's more of an underclassman bar. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. You're with only 19 now. 20, <laughs> 22. I'm gonna go with Fieldhouse. Uh, I was thinking about taking that. I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about keeping it for for my next pick, but I feel like Fieldhouse is a good place to. Uh, I mean, it's tough to get a drink there on weekends. That's it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. I I was at an unnamed bar the other day that um, <laughs> took me like. 30 minutes to get a drink. It was a Wednesday night. That's, ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, Fieldhouse so, is kind of like... If you're looking to have a good time, Fieldhouse is pretty fun. It's kind of like the closest replacement that we have to Union. No. El Rays is getting up there, though. Yeah. I guess El Rays, like, if you go upstairs, it's kind of, it's like, well, there's, there's a the downstairs, yeah, and been? there's the back room, yeah, and then there's room. the upstairs, which is more like kind of their club area. El Rays is very versatile. It's got, like, three yes. defined, like, bar areas. That's why I think I was, yeah. Was it me? No, it's me. I got back to back. You don't. You don't get to pick so for a while. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, no, I don't think I will. I'm. I'm gonna preface this. I know. I, the 
Yeah, it's dark now. Up. We're recording outside, <laughs> and I do have bugs. I'm the only person with light around me. Uh, but I do like dive bars. Okay. So, oh man, I'm not sure. You know what? I'm going to take the vine. Okay. Ooh, that's a good pick. They got good food. They have yes. dollar shots on Saturday night. They have dollar apple pie shots every day of the week. Oh, every day of the week. Yeah. Even better. So Wednesday nights is dollar you calls. And, like, so I've, just, I've never had a bad time at the vine. So... Uh, and then my last pick, this is strictly nostalgia. I'm not going to win this draft, but, uh, <laughs> I like the view. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because that's fire. the only time I've ever been there, it was when Iowa beat Wisconsin last year and it was snowing outside and it was dark. So it, it was, oh, they have great drinks. So pretty. Yeah. It was awesome up there. I dropped a cool, like 150 bucks there that day. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was awesome. So not really. I'm up next. I'm fine with mine. Uh, Sean. Next, yeah. yeah. So, I'm thinking some of the options still on the table. You want me to name some? Nope. No. Okay. No. 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 He has to figure fun. this out for himself. I have a list of 15 here. He's a grown boy. I think I have like. He goes to college here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this should not be that difficult. No, I'm just trying to think of a good value pick. Just don't steal mine. <laughs> All right, Mel. Because I I know I know Joey knows what I'm gonna pick. I'm just so pissed. I, pick one. You know, I want to make a case for this one. I don't want to make a case for this one either. Because I feel like you can only go to it like once a week, and that's Bo James. <sighs> that Is that your pick? pick? No, I like, pick's yeah. still on the table. I like Country Night. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty fun. It's a good place if you want to chill. Like it's a weekday. Like it feels acceptable to only have like one or two beers there. Did you <laughs> say that's your pick? <laughs> two or three, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I'm gonna go with Bo James because I, I I think their food is underrated too. They do have decent food, and like every year on curds. every year on their birthday they do the like the three dollar and whatever yeah. cent like wing and burger basket. So yeah, they, they have do. good darts. Darts. They have darts there. Do they? Yeah. Front. Oh yeah. I was gonna say. Never seen darts so there. Overwhelmed by that, you're just like, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like almost every bar has darts, but whatever. Um, okay. Glad the state on the table. I played it right. Left it left it here for me. We're going to go with the Dublin Underground. Damn it. That was my other dive bar. Out I I absolutely love going to the Dublin. It's cash-only bar, which is fine. They got an ATM down there that doesn't have a fee, so that's pretty sweet. Oh, it's clutch. Yeah. Um, there's just, you know, you walk down the stairs, you do a car bomb, you maybe uh, play some pool or something. I just The Dublin is a vibe. Uh, Joey. This is a steal. Uh, Mickey's. Damn it! Yeah, that's on there. So Mickey's, like, Mickey's has Mickey's has the best bar food in Iowa City. He won't change yeah. my mind about that. I haven't and been it's good. Oh my it's god! Just, Wing night. The, I'm a big the, Irish the, a, the atmosphere is good. They have a pretty solid selection of beer. They have a, the different Guinness drinks. You know, the black and blue stuff like that. Actually, they go like the uh, Snake Fan when they have the the apple orchard with it. What? The, yeah, oh, it's Angry like, Orchard. Angry yeah. Orchard. So, I I don't know if you guys know this. Two years ago, they wrote wrote a song. And Mickey's is one of these. To be fair, we did not write the song. It was. Oh, it's, it was it's, written. Our, we recorded. It was written so. by Bryce McAndrew. Yeah, written uh, and produced banger. by Bryce McAndrew. Yeah. We were merely featured in it. <laughs> it's about as good a quality as you'd imagine. Is that your claim to fame? It actually I mean, is pretty popular. Yeah, it is. And it's it, called Game Day. Yeah, it's called Game Day. We'll, we'll play it for play you. Play it at after. the end. Play it yeah. at the end. Play it at the end of the podcast. Closing the outro. Yeah, Mickey's is. A, it's great, but. I think of Mickey's as more of a food yes. destination I than a of, drinking destination. I think of more of a day after type thing. Yeah, like yeah. Th- I love Mickey's and all. I have drank there in the past, but I go there more often to get food than I do to yes. drink. So that's why I didn't take yes. it. 
All right. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> I don't mind the pick. I, 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 we, I, like I'm not, pick. I, I think that pick is going to do me wonders. In the it's up to the public. Yeah, it's I'm up not to saying the that it's a bad pick. I was just saying why I didn't take it. And then rounding out the draft, Nebraska graduate, <laughs> David Eichel. Nobody take airliner yet? Nope. No, I, airliner. I don't like airliner. I, I like their food. I'm not going to lie to you. Awesome. Airliner. Shitting like, on I've everybody's pick. <laughs> I've had some good nights at, at airliner. Uh, specifically upstairs, though, when, where you can actually get a drink. Okay, yes, so that's that's my thing about Airliner. If you're downstairs, downstairs the, the, the bar area minutes. is so crowded because they, they have the booths person. right there. It's one person there's, the bar. Yeah, it sucks. It, the only time that you can have a good time at Airliner is if you're upstairs or if you have like a private party in like the side room. My my backup pick was going to be 30 Hop. That's solid. That's a good pick. I've never Especially actually the been rooftop, there, but the rooftop. Wow, this great. is one I should have mentioned. Pints. Mm. What's yeah. the pints is I'm not a big pints TCB TCB is on me yeah. yeah My That's Okay my, my problem with airliner Was didn't they Wasn't there like Just a Like a Twitter poll And they won Best food in Iowa City Yeah I think so They have really good pizza I, That's a joke I, I think I like they have pizza, pizza. They, have really good, really good pizza they really edged out Mickey's for that Which I was really salty about Yeah Mickey's is the best Um Yeah Pints but, is great Because they Like From my experience, they stay open the latest because, you know, at 2 a.m. is bar closed, but everybody goes lights on at, like, 1.30 or whatever. It's a very good, like, if you want to close the night Yeah, like, if you get kicked out of the other bars, you can usually get into pints for, like, one more drink before you actually have to go home. I strictly base my picks off of, like, either nights I've had in the past there or, like, where am I going to go on a Friday night? Like, I'm already eating. Like, I've already scarfed down, like, two Ponchero's burritos. Like, I'm ready to go out. (laughs) You got a quick metabolism? (laughs) Dick. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, just some of the others I wrote down. They're mostly restaurants, but like I had I had Quentin's and Mosley's on there. If you the late night happy hour at Mosley's bar, they have have so they have a late night happy hour every night after nine o'clock. All their drinks are buy one get one for a penny. Where Quentin's Mosley's Mosley's. You know I like everything, dude. I was a college student at one point in time, so I had to figure out where I could go to get a drink deal every night. I was a bargain shopper. The only other one I had listed was Bardo. Cactus One. I know. I know a lot. It's it's not really. It's a big pregame place. People go for Marg's. Margaritas. Yeah. That that was a big time. Freshman. Right. The tacos are a little sus. Tacos yeah, the, the one dollar tacos are pretty sus, but yeah. they get the job done. That's about all you need. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, any other we want to throw out there, quick? No, no free ads. Oh, yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> Even though we just gave out twenty free ads. <laughs> we, left, we probably left one place out. <laughs> Everybody's getting know it. Yeah, oh, you know what? The uh, the new bar that used to be Takanami, oh. like Players Sports Wait. Bar and Grill or whatever. Yeah. I've been in there once, but it was just to get cash. So it doesn't really count. Cash for what? Was it uh, the I block will say, party? It was block party, yeah. yeah. I will say Dublin, they don't charge your uh, card for fees. ATM? ATM, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what really? I said. Yeah. yeah. That's, I it's, do love it's Dublin. It's a big thing. That, that was one of the reasons. I, I went there. I, say, I definitely I there said that as part of my reasoning for choosing that. My friends were there the other night, and I tagged along. I didn't get an Irish, yeah, Irish no, car bomb or anything. but you, No you, fee ATM. You know what? This might be a good, like, we show these to the bars we listed. Maybe a few sponsorships opportunities out there. Who knows? You know? But just get summit. If they don't listen to the rest of the podcast, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. But, uh, if they don't listen to Space Cowboys thoughts, yeah, over, yeah. If you, right. you want to space out that 15 minute period right there, that was a lot longer. But uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Otherwise, we'll wrap it up here. I can't even see David across the table from me anymore. Or Sorry Joey. for your struggle. I got a fantasy draft coming up soon, so That's tough. a little nervous. Man, we taking one one. I don't know what my pick is yet. If you're one one, Christian McCaffrey. I'm going with a running back. 
Bold, bold statement. Is, is that your bold statement for the year? <laughs> I'm going running back. No. Are we checking now? Well, I see what my draft order Christian is. McCann? I think the room is open. Oh, no, it's not yeah, open it's, yet. This okay. is true. I'll, I'll, kill, I'll fill you guys in later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but if nobody has any final thoughts, football, guys, we made it. It's been two years coming. Let's have a hell of a time on game day here in two weeks. You know, Iowa, Indiana, tough game to open up. Hopefully we can roll a couple off the right away, get to a non-conference schedule, and just survive the Big Ten and hopefully play in Indy come December 3rd, December 4th, something like I'll that. I'll say this, we'll though, too. Like, my goal for, like, pre-games this year is I'm going to get to Kinnick early, and I'm going to walk around different tailgates. And, like, I encourage people to say hi. Like, it was so eerie last year going to games. Like, it really was. Yeah. I mean, we were all masked up, so spread out in the press box. There was nobody in the stands, and it was, like, super eerie to have them, like, pump crowd noise in. So, like, literally one of the most, like, things I'm most excited about is to actually see people again. It's so, going like, to be electric. So, like, Melrose. literally say hi and, like, say what's up or whatever. Yeah. But uh, any other final thoughts? I'm good. Nope. All righty. Well, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. You can follow us, or you can subscribe to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at HTR underscore pod. That's Instagram as well. We have a Facebook page. Check us out. My Twitter is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is JoeMama2196. Austin's is Myers Austin's. Sean's is SBOC247. And David's is at David Eichel and also HawkeyeInsider.com. Alrighty, guys. Hey, it's football season. Let's have a good time. Go Hawks. And fuck Nebraska.